KKSM, 1320 AM, Oceanside. What does freedom mean? Listen free anytime at lrn.fm. That's lrn.fm. Welcome to another episode of Free Thought Radio on the Free Thought Media Network. Free Thought TV can be found at YouTube by clicking on the TV icon at freethoughtmedia.org. Free Thought Radio airs every Monday from 6 to 9 Pacific Standard Time on KKSM, The Radio Revolution, and on AM 1320 in North County, San Diego, and Cox Cable 957 in all of San Diego and podcast on iTunes at freethoughtaac and on lrn.fm, the Liberty Radio Network. The Freethought Media team consists of students and citizen journalists, liberty activists, and occasional guest hosting by high-profile people from the alternative media world who seek to challenge the corporate and state-controlled mainstream media status quo. The third hour of the Freethought Media Network presents a simulcast of the anti-media radio with host Nick Bernabe also airing on ucy.tv, which also airs Wednesdays and Fridays exclusively at ucy.tv. Please go to the antimedia.org for more stories. Please visit us at facebook.com backslash freethoughtradio, along with facebook.com backslash kksmradio and facebook.lrn.fm. And be sure to go to freethoughtmedia.org to donate Bitcoin. If you can hear the sound of my voice, this is Free Thought Radio with your guest host, Mike Pastor, sitting in for Alex Fidel, who is uh, on uh, exile due to FCC regulation. Uh, last I heard on the Isle of Atlantis, newly risen in the Azores. Um, unfortunately, uh, today we have some bad news. Uh, our uh, contributor today, uh, Alex Fiddle, is going to talk about uh, Steve Collette. Hey guys, how's it going? So we have a bit of bad news. Um, we, we lost a really good friend the other day. Uh, it kind of came unexpected. I didn't even know until this morning. Uh, our good friend uh, Steve Collette passed away yesterday. And Steve was a really good freedom fighter. And uh, I knew him for a while, about about a year. But for me, since I'm only 22, that kind of like counts as a while. Um, and he, he ran for Congress a, a couple times as a libertarian. I uh, got to know him uh, by going to all these kind of drug policy events and um, seeing him a lot and always, you know, getting to say hi and, and hanging out and everything like that. And uh, I even went to his house uh, once for an event with Gary Johnson. And, and it was the first time actually meeting his his uh, dogs, which are always, you know, famous, huge, like polar bear sized dogs. He actually uh, uh, endorsed... Uh, uh, my candidacy for what it is that I can't be host anymore next year. Um, but I, I, I loved his, his dogs and he was certainly a great person and uh, like, it's absolutely shocking. And, um, I really don't know what else to say about it. Uh, cause it, it it's absolutely, I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't go on about it. It's, it's really tough. Um, I'm sure it is for everybody that knew him as just as well. 
Yeah, we'll miss you, Steve, and big rest in peace. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all I got to say on it. You know, there's not really a lot you can say when when uh, somebody like that dies. You know, it's he, he yeah. was he was such a a, a wonderful speaker. Uh, you know, if anybody's ever seen uh, Steve Collette speak, very emotional, you know, I mean, say what you will about it. I, I think that really drives the point home. He was really, really passionate about ending the drug war mm -hmm. uh, due to personal experiences when, you know, he was he was a lot younger and, you know, friends were arrested, thrown in jail, mm -hmm. uh, lives ruined. He was actually going to teach a course at UCLA on on such these subjects uh, and and uh, other things relating to the liberty perspective in 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 regards to um, social inequalities and and justice and the justice system in general, and that's what he was particularly fighting for. He um, he, he was definitely very valiant in, in that area, and because he had a big heart. And you know, regular politicians because they support the drug war means they don't have a heart. But he you know actually cared about the people that I was affecting, and uh, you know was working really hard to to get it through and I hope I hope we see it in our lifetimes I I know he he like all of us knows that it's a matter of when not if and his contributions are definitely invaluable and you know, he was just such a nice person and it's just really hard yeah I mean each and every one of us really does help to contribute to liberty in our lifetimes and when we we lose somebody who you know was was uh, was that good at uh you know being able to eloquate the uh you know the ideas of liberty it's 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 what to say you know uh it's a uh, it's a major bummer you know i don't uh, know uh really uh i'm not very good when you know, expressing my emotions so yeah, it's yeah. a yeah uh, but I guess to uh, to move on with the show after a, a negative start like that. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely put me out of funk today. <laughs> so a good thing we have some uh, a pre-taped interview to get to because it's just so emotionally draining and uh, like yeah, I get, like Mike said, it's really hard to put uh, feelings to the English language. And if I could if I could translate it, it, it would. <laughs> I would love to, but it's like, it's just like, it's devastating and it's hard. It's, it sucks really. Um, but let's, let's go to the interview. Right. Uh, tonight's, uh, yeah, tonight's interview is, uh, Foster Gamble, the creator of the Thrive movie. So, uh, this should be pretty good. I, I talked to him a little bit myself at Libertopia. He's, he's a nice guy. You know, I, Certain things about the movie I enjoyed. Certain things I weren't, I wasn't too sure about, but definitely uh, worth a good interview to hear. Definitely, and uh, it was done at Libertopia 2013. So enjoy. Live here at Libertopia 2013, I'm joined now by Foster Gamble, creator of the movie Thrive and the Thrive Movement. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Good to be with you, Alex. So, discuss how, how you got involved with discovering all the world's problems, um, whether, whether it be death caused by the war machine or, or restricting people's access to things that make them thrive, and how you learned about the world through those means. Well, when I was first uh, in college, I was uh, passionate about filmmaking, so I was making uh, short films, and when I graduated, people assumed that I would go to Hollywood and learn how to make feature films and so forth, but I realized that I didn't have anything to say that was worth making a feature film and all that money and technology and so forth, so instead, um, 
I really looked into my life, and, and this was in 1970, and we were invading Cambodia for no good reason. We were destroying the environment. We were at risk of the nuclear holocaust. And to me, uh, the most pressing thing was to find out what's in the way of humanity thriving and what can we do about it. So I told my friends, okay, I'm going to dedicate my life to that uh, and to relieving human suffering, whatever it takes. And when I find uh, significant uh, solutions to the problems that I, I was observing, then I'll make a move. I just didn't realize it would take over 40 years to actually find out that some of the key answers to those questions, but that's really what led to Thrive. Um, and what are some of those uh, things that like Thrive touches on the corporatocracy, um, restrictions on energy, and, and, and certainly uh, war and other things like that. What are some of the things you discovered in regards to energy and, and uh, the, the fundamental uh, uh, geometric pattern yeah. of life? Well, the, the movie has four main chapters, and the first one is called uh, Discovering the Fundamental Pattern. And because I had been really moved early in my life, in my teenage years, by a vision of this whirlpool donut vortex. And I didn't know what it was, but I could see that it seemed to be an atom, it seemed to be a, a solar system. And also, somehow intuitively, I knew that it was me also, that each of us was somehow that pattern. Uh, so I spent my entire life trying to figure out, is there a fundamental pattern in the universe? Because that was the kind of the download that I had gotten. Uh, and once I found that there, that there was, there were really two patterns, one called the torus, this vortex, and then the other kind of mother geometry of the universe is this vector equilibrium, which is a, uh, a geometry, a 3D geometry that you never see in nature, because it's really the geometry of the plenum, the geometry of energy and equilibrium, and matter is actually out of equilibrium, it's born into a contraction, and then uh, it expands again back, you know, dies back into the, the vector equilibrium field. So the first chapter of the film is, is that, because it turns out that's the template. That's the blueprint for creating sustainable systems, which we need to do if we're going to survive you know, and actually live on a healthy planet. So we, we give that kind of beacon first in the movie. And then we show that knowledge of that pattern has led numerous inventors to actually learn how to, to mimic that pattern go into resonance, dance with it, and then access basically boundless, clean, uh, cheap energy. So that's really good news for the planet. I've gotten to visit a number of those labs and seen those technologies in, in operation, and it moves you to tears to know that it's here. So how come we aren't running our houses on that? And Talk about how that ties into the corporatocracy and threatening of people that exactly. have... Yeah, so it turns out there's people with a lot of vested interests in the profits that are still uh, represented by minerals in the ground, you know, oil, coal, gas, nuclear, all, all that kind of stuff, as well as the people who control those companies and their interest is more in uh, running people's lives and controlling the whole planet. So chapter two, we follow the money in a few exemplary areas in, uh, in the Thrive research. We've done it in every major sector of human endeavor, and it always leads back to the same few families, and they just happen to be involved in banking. Yeah. And it's, it, it was actually good news to me to find out that humanity is not as screwed up as we're, as we're told. Actually, it's a few kind of pretty sick, distorted people yeah. who figured out how to, to run this money scam where they get to make up money and we don't. And they've been doing that for centuries, and it's allowed them to take over almost the entire world. 
unfortunately, the internet's come in, people are waking up, and, and that scam is being exposed. And once it's exposed, it's coming down. And I think it's coming down very, very soon. So once you follow the money to, to those families, then you find out that, um, that there's a very few people in charge with nasty motives. Um, so what are those motives? And that's the third chapter, is the global domination agenda, because the evidence is profound. Uh, a lot of people don't know it yet, and they think, oh, it's just humanity so screwed up, we need to meditate more or something. Meditation's great, I, I enjoy that, but it's not going to solve the problem if we don't wake up to what's actually going on around us. Um, I'm a martial artist by training. I trained and taught in the martial art of Aikido as well as karate and Tai Chi for 15 years. And the, the, the initial imperative uh, that I was taught and that I taught my students, uh, if you're going to protect yourself and your loved ones, uh, you need an accurate assessment of reality. So waking up to the fact that there are some sick beings with nasty motives is an important aspect of assessing reality. So then once we realize who they are, what they're, they're up to, then chapter four is discovering solutions. Yeah. And that's really what the Thrive Movement is about. We made the movie as a trailer for the website, and the website is a toolbox for the movement, where we're looking to empower self-creating movements all over the world. And just in the last nine months, there's um, over 800 Thrive-inspired solutions groups in 90 countries who are taking on over 100 different uh, different issues and the, what we're doing is offering a hub for them where they can connect with each other. We're not trying to create some massive organization and centralized control, yeah. um, but we're looking to give them tools that can be useful and then the, the technology to connect with each other and share petitions, uh, class action lawsuits, um, resources, ways to connect with each other effectively and so forth. So I'm happy to say that um, that was the purpose of the whole film and that's really what's happening around the world. It's, just, it's looking, it's, it's empowering people to get active and effective solutions. And what, I'll say one more thing about that, which is that in writing articles for our website, I spent three years writing articles on the visions and the critical issues and solution strategies for all 12 sectors of human endeavor and another eight topics. So it was fairly depressing for a while. There's a lot of bad news. But then I realized, oh, it's actually a very few people who are doing this. They're human-created problems, so we can fix them um, if we get to them soon enough. Um, and also, um, the core insight by which all of these problems can be solved is what the people in this group would call liberty. And it turns out, in fact, I, I made a list. I, I have it ready. Let me just give you a little bit of a glimpse of the type of things that just simply go away, seemingly intractable problems go away without this notion of uh, arbitrary authority, where this authoritarian state. So without the state and its ability to steal taxes from other people uh, involuntarily, the world wars and wars of aggression go away. Nuclear weapons and radiation, immigration problems, subsidies, bailouts, monopolies, taxes, eminent domain, emergency power, surveillance and privacy intrusion, police state, stop and frisk, control over our marriages, our bodies, intrusion into our bank accounts and travel, unsound currency, lobbyists, executive orders, signing statements, NDAA, Citizens United, gerrymandering, military draft, uh, suppression of indigenous rights, uh, protection of, of uh, polluters, suppression of uh, UFO and ET in information goes away, suppression of free energy, suppression of alternative health devices, military industrial complex, fiat money, GMOs, fluoride, and the list goes on and on. But think of all of that just going away in one fell swoop, and that's why 
I think that the Liberty conversation is the most important one on planet Earth right now. Definitely, and that, that ties in a lot to Libertopia because Libertopia uh, has been very solutions-based, especially this year with the advent of Bitcoin and you know putting it on a, on a thing where you can scan with your smartphone. Um, that people in San Diego around us probably don't know that this is the ultimate rebellion against the Federal Reserve. That they don't want people like average people like myself to be holding silver. They want it all to themselves. Um, what, what do you make of these people? Doing it now rather than waiting for somebody to do it for them and actively engaging in the solution. It's the way it has to be. It's the only way that it's going to work is people doing it autonomously. And then people are asking us all the time when they get inspired by, by our movie, they say, well, you know, what what should I go do about it? And what we recommend is uh, that they don't ask anyone else what they need to do, but actually look inside and find out what is your purpose? What is the sector, you know, environment, education, health, science, What what is your sector of most interest and then what's your level of engagement or you, do you want to meet immediate needs do you want to work on systemic change or do you want to work on the consciousness shift from which the systems arise to better meet uh, immediate needs and once you get clear on all that um, then you can just go off and create your own project or you can hook into our network and find other people by geographical area or by sector or by issue who are working on the same thing. And then you can actually get together with them and work um, you know, physically or uh, connect uh, globally in the virtual field. But the key thing is to find what your passion is, what really gives you energy. And what we've found in this network is that even in a small area, even in a single workshop, every single area and level of engagement will be covered by someone for whom that's exactly their passion. So you don't have to go out and save the world by yourself. That's how a lot of activists burn out or just get hopeless. If you just do your own calling, that's nature telling you what you're here for, and then you have the opportunity to speak, link up and speak up and you know, wake up, connect with other people, um, and with that sort of uh, freedom-based organization uh, will be unstoppable. Talk a bit about, you, you mentioned uh, things like GMOs and, and fluoride. Talk about, uh, as well as uh, things like geoengineering, how that kind of prevents us from thriving by either uh, dumbing our minds down, making us not in peak health, um, as well as uh, controlling the food supply uh, that we need them in order to eat rather than growing for ourselves. Well, the key to the whole deal, as far as I'm concerned, is consciousness. Yeah. It's the, you, the freedom has to start on the inside. And that's the last thing that the would-be controllers want, is seven billion critical thinkers, you know, who actually know that they're free and sovereign beings and can create what they want as long as they don't violate other people. So the powers that be have put tremendous amounts of money and energy for a long time into figuring out, okay, how are we going to keep these people... Uh, working for us. And so part of it is the dumbing down of the educational system and the, the media system. But also part of it is even more insidious than that is actually getting into our bodies um, and not only having us confused and in debt, but sick or dead. Uh, there, there's a, a very active program for depopulation. And if you just think of going through a normal day, you know, you, you, you get up and, and have breakfast and think what a challenge it is not to consume GMOs, pesticides, herbicides, aspartame, uh, MSG, uh, on and on in, in your food. Just to get some natural whole food is a real challenge. You know, then you, you walk um, outside and, and you're immediately uh, um, surrounded by environmental pollutants. And if, you know, if it's not toxic uh, cleansers, it's um, uh, 
coal and acid rain, and then now you've got the chemtrails. Yeah. You're virtually a worldwide uh, situation um, that are where we're literally being doused all over the world, almost on a daily basis, with uh, with toxins. And so, to keep that kind of poisons out of our body is takes a major um, commitment to finding out what's really going on and finding out what the alternatives are. Fortunately, with the internet, the news now is spreading so fast. Uh, it's, it's so easy to get access to it if you want to know. If you don't want to know, you don't have to, but it's going to be really dangerous for you and your family and you know, you know, your, lo your loved ones. So we just invite people to uh, find support, get the information, wake up, and then do your calling. And it's 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 just kind of something that's very timely. That's that needs to happen to me because everything every time they put fluoride into the water, it just disperses it amongst the ecosystem, goes into the rain cycle. It's it's hard to imagine how we can unfluoridate the water. Uh, maybe aside from hemp, um, uh, what do you make of, of just the the permanent damage that this would do to the environment? Especially with Fukushima, that's... No, I'm very, very concerned about Fukushima. I, I was actually, my first activism right out of college was as an anti-nuclear activist. And at that time, we succeeded in stopping the building of any new nuclear power plants. Now, unbelievably, they're talking about actually starting to build more while this one ongoing meltdown in, uh, in Fukushima could potentially contaminate the entire northern hemisphere and we know that the uh, that through the Coriolis effect, the, the air currents and the water currents on planet Earth uh, you know, spiral around up to the poles, they come back down and then they go into the other hemisphere, spiral around and down to the poles. So really, we're talking about a one whole system that is being contaminated in such a, uh, a stupid and destructive way. We need to actually just ban any nuclear anywhere on the, on the planet. It's that much of a violation to any other human being living on the planet. Definitely. Uh, talk a bit about uh, how, the, how the Thrive movie has, has grown. Uh, are you continuing to show it in theaters and everywhere and, and what you have planned for the movie going forward? Yeah. Well, the, the, the film, which came out almost two years ago, I'm happy to report, is continuing to grow in its audience. The, it's being seen by more and more people. Um, we put it out on the internet, um, and it's been seen by a documented over 18 million people a year, but that's considering each DVD is one person, whereas people are doing home showings and they're doing uh, uh, community screenings and so forth. We, we didn't actually do a theatrical run other than a number of premieres, but there are many communities that have actually been showing it once a week at a local theater. And as long as audiences come, they continue to show it because they want their, their community to be awake. So it's over one million people a month watching it on the internet now. Um, and in terms of the movement, um, our major goals for these next two years are number one, to expand the effectiveness of our solutions hub so that we're really empowering and, and connecting all these, um, these fast growing number of solutions groups all over the world. Um, the second one is to, we're going to launch a Thrive TV station where basically we're inviting anyone in the world who's interested into the think tanks that we're having with the, the best thinkers that we can find who don't necessarily agree 100%, 
um, but are going in the direction of uh, liberty-based solutions and uh, the restoration of whole systems, whether it's holistic health, uh, whole food, uh, whole ecosystems, uh, free energy, which honors the wholeness of the energy pattern. Um, so we're going to be uh, including a lot of people from the Libertopia community, people like uh, Stefan Molyneux and Larkin Rose and Jeffrey Tucker and others, in the same way that you're doing, of having the conversations that we want to get people out there. We're going to be doing it more in a, in a group think tank sort of way, where we're taking issues, especially transition. How do we transition from here to a free world? Because knowing the, the logic, the rationale, the ethics is, is vital, it's the base. Knowing how it could be, even, is critical, because then you know where we're going. But in terms of strategizing and coordinating activities on how to get from here to there, uh, that's just what's emerging. And I can feel it at Libertopia this year. It's very much about things that people are doing to support the transition. Um, so that's number two is, is Thrive TV. And then the, the last one is we have something called Thrive Connect. We've been blessed because of our film to be approached by phenomenal scientists and inventors from all over the world, literally hundreds of them. Um, and uh, we've also been approached by people of significant wealth who have been frustrated that they, no matter how much money they've got, they have not been able to reverse this trend of the, the, the world economy, the world justice um, situation, and the world environment collapsing. So they're looking to more highly leveraged ways of doing their investment or philanthropy or whatever. And one of those ways is free energy. Another is alternative health devices that have been suppressed by the AMA because they would actually be curing and preventing disease. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in our Thrive Connect, we're basically become a cosmic dating service, connecting uh, innovators who are really doing breakthrough projects and have a proven track record of effectiveness and integrity and who are working on restoring whole systems and also doing a project where part of the strategy is to scale globally. Even if they're doing you know, local organic farming in Watts or something like that, um, if they make a video of the process and get it out on the internet, they can scale their project globally because other people can learn the principles and then do it in their own community. So we're connecting uh, basically the you know the visionary money people with the visionary inventors and innovators in what we call Thrive Connect. Talk a bit about how the powers that be use these kind of divisive flows. Because you mentioned people that don't often agree with each other, but at least it's going to be a level-headed thing. Whereas the like such as America's two-party system is more about this. Right. We'll talk about how why why dividing and conquering us is. It, instead of uniting against Yeah, I, I appreciate the question because people are finally starting to catch on to this whole dividing conquer thing. Because it's most obvious, you know, but between uh, races or between classes or between political parties. But it's much more subtle than that. I remember uh, last year, even in Libertopia, people, all of whom are really committed their lives to, uh, to liberty. But even within a movement like this, there's going to be a whole spectrum of uh, commitments. Um, where, where they take their stand. And so you'll have uh, political libertarians, and you'll have minarchists, and you'll have uh, anarchist voluntarists, and so forth. And uh, last year, I was kind of distressed, frankly, at the, the dissension amongst those people. I mean, I think that the conversations are critical, but um, the tone with which the conversation goes on is really what's key, because if the powers that be can even uh, fit, pit, um, liberty-minded people against each other 
in, in a, uh, a struggle, then they continue to divide and conquer. So what we're finding is that finding ways that um, in our tribe movie we suggest a solutions strategy based on, first of all, um, cutting the military budget in half and getting rid of the Federal Reserve and taking that tax money and as we taper it down eventually to nothing, because you can't, it's just yeah. not realistic that it's going to happen overnight, yeah. you take that money and use it for the transition. If there's going to be any subsidies in subsidizing organic uh, gardens I mean, and farming, and it's subsidizing the people who've been most damaged by the system as it is, but only for a little while. Then the second phase, the government and taxes have been shrunk down to really the minarchist uh, uh, condition where there's a small government uh, that's in that their responsibility, their intention is only the protection of individual rights. Sound currencies, no wars of aggression and so forth. And I firmly believe that by the time that's there, people will see the whole notion of any involuntary governance is ridiculous and, and destructive and that cancer has to be rid completely from the body. So I think that, that what we'll see is a transition that will actually accelerate geometrically as it starts. You know, freedom is so reinforcing that once people get a taste of it, it's you're happier, you're healthier, you're safer, you're more prosperous. So it's just going to take off, at, at, as I see happening already. And then, but this year, um, the conversation here has been light years beyond where it was even last year. I mean, like you said, it's so much based on solutions already, and people are contributing uh, their part in there. Definitely. Talk, talk a bit about how uh, what you're doing or what I'm doing in general to kind of boycott the mainstream media. By just creating our own media, like forgetting about them and doing it ourselves, uh, talk a bit about the importance of alternative media. Well, to me, it's the lifeblood of the organism, of a healthy organism. And exactly what you're doing with this, to use the technology that we have now, to engage in the conversations that you're not going to hear on mainstream media yet, to provide an alternative to anyone who wants to access it. And as, as you well know, people are, are abandoning the traditional newspapers, they're abandoning the traditional networks, and they're going for some real reality TV and, and reality radio, and people are getting much more discerning about what reality is. Do you have any final words for our listeners, and, uh, and again, where can they find the Thrive Movement online? Yeah, I suggest that you go to thrivemovement.com, and you can see the movie for free there, or you can buy DVDs, uh, but I also recommend that you go to uh, go to the Get Engaged section, and under that, in the drop-down, you'll find the Solutions Hub, and go and explore that Solutions Hub. It's really inspiring to see what other people are doing on over 100 issues uh, worldwide, and then there's a, uh, a little document there which will guide you through the process that I mentioned before if you're interested in finding your purpose, finding your sector, level of engagement, and the, the issue that is most critical to you, and getting, getting active. You know, when you're actually doing your mission, when your work is on purpose, there's just boundless a sense of energy and belonging and fulfillment. So we're, we're contributing everything we can, and we want to hear about your struggles, your learning process, and, and your successes at, at Thrive Movement. Well, Foster Gamble, director of the Thrive Movie, thank you very much for coming. I have to correct, my wife was the director. Oh, we we were co-created and I did the visual effects and the hosting, but my wife, Kimberly, is a phenomenal producer and director. Thank awesome. you, Alex, for what you're doing and for having me on. No problem. Thanks. 
Again, that was Foster Gamble, creator of the Thrive Movie. Uh, you can check that out at uh, thrivemovement.com. Uh, He's also going to be at the United We Stand Festival May 10th uh, with Wu-Tang Clan and Public Enemy. So that, uh, that's going uh, to be a good time. Uh, uh, Foster Gamble was really right, though. Once you get a taste of liberty, uh, you know, you, you want more of it. And that's, you know, so much of what we're working to do here is you, you just you like it. And it's more of it. Hey, I can you mean I can I can live my life the way I want to. It, it's great. Uh, so if you've missed any part of the show today at all and you want to hear it, uh, you can always go to iTunes tomorrow and search for Free Thought AAC or for the rebroadcast on LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network. Now, music. Music, music. Uh, the first song up tonight is Homeland and Hip Hop, featuring Mumia Abdul-Jabbar by Immortal Technique. And after that uh, is uh, If the Government Could Read My Mind by The Vandals, on KKSM, The Radio Revolution, and LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network freethoughtmedia.org Homeland and hip-hop To think about the origins of hip-hop in this culture and also about homeland security is to see that there are, at the very least, two worlds in America one of the well-to-do and another of the struggling for if ever there was the absence of homeland security, it is seen in the gritty roots of hip-hop. For the music arises from a generation that feels, with some justice, that they have been betrayed by those who came before them. That they are, at best, tolerated in schools, feared on the streets, and almost inevitably destined for the hellholes of prison. They grew up hungry, hated, and unloved. And this is the psychic fuel that generates the anger that seems endemic in much of the music and poetry. One senses very little hope above the personal goals of wealth to climb above the pit of poverty. In the broader society, the opposite is true. For here, more than any other place on earth, wealth is so widespread and so bountiful that what passes for the middle class in America could pass for the upper class in most of the rest of the world. Their very opulence and relative wealth makes them insecure, and homeland security is a governmental phrase that is as oxymoronic as crazy as, say, military intelligence or the U.S. Department of Justice. They're just words that have very little relationship to reality. Now, do you feel safer now? Do you think you will anytime soon? Do you think duct tape and Kleenex and color codes will make you safer? From death row, this is Mumia Abu-Jamal. There are many governments, business interests, even religious leaders that would like to see me depart this earth. I'll grant them their wish soon enough. But before I do, I wish to make a small contribution, a final gesture of goodwill to the people of this little planet that have given. From whom I have taken so much.
began, tyrants have taken aim at personal liberties. Now there's a movie that aims back. The government has no more right to tell us what to put in our bodies than they have to take our guns or tell us what books we can read. I wonder how prohibitionists would feel if they saw medical marijuana vastly improve the life of someone dear to them. Today, many cops who enforce pot laws do so only because it provides them with cushy jobs, good benefits, and a chance to push people around. I was an undercover narcotics officer. The drug war is nothing but a farce. Six drug police were eaten by bears while raiding a marijuana farm. On your knees, you dirty hippies! Jesus. On your knees! What's the problem, officer? The Second Amendment says you gotta keep you and your gat intact. Guns and Weed, The Road to Freedom. A film by Michael W. Dean and Nima Vidati. Available from GunsAndWeed.com. Fact. The new NSA data center in Utah requires 1.7 million gallons of water every single day to operate. Billions of Fourth Amendment violations need massive computers and the water to cool them. That water is being supplied by the state of Utah. Fact. There's absolutely nothing in the Constitution which requires your state to help the feds violate your rights. Our message to Utah? Turn. It. Off. No water equals no NSA data center. Visit offnow.org.
Free Thought Radio, your source for independent music, independent talk from independent minds. Only on KKSM AM 1320, The Radio Revolution, and podcasting on LRN.FM, The Liberty Radio Network, freethoughtmedia.org. You had just heard If the Government Could Read My Mind by the Vandals and before that Homeland and Hip Hop featuring Mumia Abu-Jamal by Immortal Technique. And now it is time for the news with The Liberty Beat, thelibertybeat.com. You're listening to The Liberty Beat, your daily source for liberty news and activist updates, online at thelibertybeat.com. John Bush here with your Liberty Beat for Monday, October 28, 2013. Gold opened today at $1,352, silver at $22.58, and Bitcoin is trading for $194. Support for the Liberty Beat comes from Cabo Bob's Baja California-style burritos. Check out their new location on 29th and Rio Grande between Guadalupe and Lamar. Call them at 512-432-1111 or find them online at cabobobs.com. Support also comes from Central Texas Gunworks, CHL courses, self-defense training, and firearm sales. Online at centraltexasgunworks.com. And now the news. On Saturday, close to 3,000 activists and concerned citizens came together in Washington, D.C. to rally and raise awareness about the massive National Security Agency spying campaign that was revealed this past summer by former NSA contractor Edward Snowden. Attendees hand-delivered a petition to Congress signed by nearly 600,000 people calling on Congress to do something to stop the NSA's domestic spying program. Many protesters were also eager to show support for the introduction of the USA Freedom Act, a bill that is designed to repeal or rein in the most egregious unconstitutional aspects of the spy program. Another fumble in the attempt to make Obamacare online enrollment simple and accessible. On Sunday, a key data center went down, ending enrollment for all 50 states. The episode is the latest of many in the troubled rollout of the controversial initiative. The Chicago Tribune says Obama administration officials are unable to say how long repairs will take. On Friday, the Department of Justice announced that they plan to use evidence gathered via the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act against a suspected terrorist from Colorado. This marks the first time the government has informed a criminal defendant of their intention to use information gained through the secretive FISA courts, a move that some believe will lead to a constitutional challenge of the law. The Supreme Court has previously declined to take up the challenge, citing the fact that those who brought forth lawsuits could not prove that they had been subject to secret proceedings of the FISA courts. Support for the Liberty Beat comes from Brave New Books, your local source for Tangy Tangerine 2.0, One World Way, and Clearly Filtered. In Austin, at 1904 Guadalupe Street and online at bravenewbookstore.com. Support also comes from Austin Animal Clinic, celebrating their 59th year of quality, compassionate pet care. In Austin at 4330 North Lamar Boulevard, by phone at 512-453-6686 and online at austinanimalclinicinc.com. You're listening to The Liberty Beat for Monday, October 28th. Be sure to check us out online at thelibertybeat.com. 
Over the course of one month, the NSA monitored more than 60 million calls in Spain. The revelation comes to light following a Spanish newspaper report. According to Reuters, the paper cites documents attributed in part to NSA whistleblower Edward Snowden. The report comes as the United States is accused of accessing tens of thousands of French phone records and monitoring the phone of German Chancellor Merkel. Two targets were bombed in the northern Gaza Strip Monday by Israeli aircraft. That follows the launch of several missiles and mortar shells into Israel by Palestinian militants. According to the Hindu newspaper, the targets hit were two concealed rocket launchers. Palestinians say it was the first Israeli airstrike in Gaza in about a year. The Rethink 9-11 campaign raised $24,000 in order to launch their New York Times billboard effort. Beginning November 1st, a 29-foot by 13-foot billboard asking the question, did you know a third tower fell on 9-11, will be placed directly across from the New York Times and Port Authority at 40th Street and 8th Avenue. The billboard is estimated to be viewed by 10,000 people each day during the month of November. The Rethink 9-11 campaign will be holding a kickoff event on Saturday, November 2nd, with other outreach events planned throughout the month. Support for the Liberty Beat comes from Sovereign Living the Show, a reality-based educational program following the Blush family in their quest to become self-sufficient and lead a voluntary and natural life. Watch Episode 1 online today at SovereignLiving.tv. You've been listening to the Liberty Beat. Remember to question everything and always live free. And there are absolutely no traffic problems where you could pick up the KKSM AM 1320 signal in the greater than North County San Diego area. And the weather outside is 63 degrees here on this wonderful night of October 28th, 2013 at 6.41 p.m. Broadcasting live from KKSM for KKSM and LRN.FM. That has been your news. I'm still really, really devastated by the news about Steve Collette's death. I mean, I didn't really didn't do anything for a couple hours this morning. As soon as I found out, it was really, it kind of really hit me hard and everything. Um, and um, it's just really, I know we said at the beginning, it's really hard for us to kind of Put it to the English language, our feelings and everything like that, because it, it is so devastating and everything like that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, I'm not sure exactly if, if I'm comparing the two individuals, but it does remind me of, uh, what was it, about two, three years ago, um, David Nolan died, and... You know, I never met the man, but I, I, it kind of hit me in a funny way when I heard that he, he, he had died because I really thought about it. If, if David Nolan and his friends hadn't gotten together in his garage and, you know, started the Libertarian Party, uh, you know, 40-some-odd years ago, I probably wouldn't be a Libertarian right now. You know, I don't know what I'd be doing. Uh, what would I be doing with my day? Yeah, <laughs> same, same, definitely, and both, I think, were valiant freedom fighters. Steve Collette went up against Henry Waxman and uh, hung out with Ron Paul and all those people. He was like really a powerhouse. He 
he would donate his house to fundraising stuff for actual real causes, not, you know, 2,000 plate dinners for President Obama. And, uh, you know, David Nolan went up against John McCain and called him out for, you know, it's not like, you know, just going after the Democrats, whatever. He actually went after, you know, Mr. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to try to do the shoulders thing, but um, yeah, both great people, but it's just, it's just so unexpected. And, if I can't put it to the English language, I want to put it to music. Um, and I think this guitarist definitely articulates how I feel a lot. Uh, and, and it's, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's easier to, especially since I'm a musician, I kind of operate that way. It's easier to transcend your feelings into something that sings as opposed to me sounding, you know, like I've smoked too much pot in general, that's how I kind of talk. I imagine I'm going to grow up and sound exactly like the dude, um, which Mike, I know, is going to be dressing up as for Halloween. That That is my plan. I'm going to be the dude for Halloween. <laughs> uh, you know, the deadbeat Lombowski, not the rich Lombowski. Yeah. And there was actually a photo of the Edward Snowden costume, and I was wondering, well, like, if you walk by somebody that just happens to be in the CIA and they work for the government, so they're obviously kind of stupid to begin with, even though, <laughs> even though agencies like the CIA, you know, yeah, they're, the government's impotent, but with agencies that secretive, yeah, they can still do things and cover it up. But, yeah, they can, well, you might wind up with a, a bag over your head as an Edward Snowden costume. But um, going back to the song, it's, um, it's, it's, it's also, I hate to, you know, I want to show positivity and appreciation of life. And I really do think that's what this song does because... Uh, two of the people in this band are already dead, uh, died untimely, um, and um, this song is actually, was actually a tribute to Randy Rhodes, who also died untimely. Uh, so anybody that knows the guitarist Chuck Schuldiner of the band Death, he also did Control Denied. Amazing life-loving individual, got brain cancer when he was just in his early 30s and, uh, in 1999 and died in 2001 uh, at the age of 34. Um as he was finishing a second album for this new band Control Denied and it's just so sad and he's like one he's like my all-time hero cuz he's just you know lives such a mellow life for you know a heavy metal guitarist you know the tabloids would say what they want to say about him being evil and stuff but he was you know very pro animal and and you know was all about life and love and i think that's what needs to get across in this you know appreciation of life and celebrating life and um, additionally, the drummer of this song, who was not in the final Control Denied lineup, which did the two albums, but his name was Chris Williams, and he passed away exactly one year and one day before Chuck Schuldiner did in a car accident. So it's just, you know, absolute tragedy of wonderful, life-loving individuals. And um, this song is actually called Hardly a Day Goes By, and it just has beautiful, you know, melodic solos. And I think um, uh, Chuck really does a great job because there's a lot of melodic metal, but it's like, you know, folky, like uh, Viking troll dancing music. This is actually, you know, real and raw and from the soul. And uh, the the solos are, Chuck does the guest solos and the rest is the, this guy that asked him to record the song with them. And he's a pretty good singer. I really does. I really do think it's, it speaks to the heart of what I'm trying to get across, but I can't articulate because... Uh, I'm very limited in, in my ability to express when I'm, you know, very devastated and, 
and not on on my game and everything like that. I know I could probably say the same for Mike. You know, we're all kind of really shocked here. So I'm gonna let these guys, including some great people who are also not with us anymore. So this is hardly a day go goes by by Craig Cease featuring Control Denied, of course, with Chuck Schuldiner on the solos right here on KKSM. AM 1320, The Radio Revolution, and LRN.FM, The Liberty Radio Network, freethoughtmedia.org. We'll be back at the top of the next hour with some headlines about the news. Rest in peace, Steve. This is for you.
be destroyed. You kids don't know what you want. That's why you're still kids, because you're stupid. Just tell me what's wrong with the freaking show. The only way you'll get me to talk is through slow, painful torture, and I don't think you've got the grapes. KKSM AM 1320 Oceanside. The Radio Revolution. We're from the government and we're going to solve all your problems. Do you know what your problem is? Sometimes people make the wrong choices, but we're going to help them make the right choices. With guns. Hey, you're not running your business right. You're not paying people enough money. You're not hiring the right people. You keep firing the wrong people. Well, do it different. Do it different now! They got two boys kissing on the TV. We can't have that. We can't have boys kissing boys and girls kissing girls. Stop it! Stop it now! You're not doing religion right. You're worshiping all wrong and believing all wrong and wearing the wrong symbols. Well, fix it! Fix it now, damn it! Are you interested in peaceful solutions to LGBT issues? Listen to Flaming Freedom on the Liberty Radio Network every Tuesday and Saturday night from 10 p.m. to midnight. Or download any show for free from flamingfreedom.com. Want your business to reach students of Palomar College? Want your name to reach a global listening audience? Want to support an educational program? Then sponsor KKSM. KKSM offers affordable rates, personalized spots, and global exposure for your business. Call our advertising line at 760-744-1150, extension 2442, to find out how you can sponsor KKSM and receive a tax write-off. With rates starting at $100, sponsoring KKSM is an affordable way to get your business's name out there. Call 760-744-1150, extension 2442, to start advertising with KKSM. Free Talk Live. Well, I'm a working police officer. I'm actually on duty in a small town in Central Texas. I've been doing this job 10 years. 99% of what you guys talk about is dead on. We got guys getting into this profession just to wear a badge and play God. Mm. It's getting worse and worse. There used to be a couple of decent guys that I worked with. Both of them have quit. Why did they quit? Well, it's because of the BS. We can't help the people that actually need help, which is what you get into this job to do if if you're a good person. It's interesting that whenever honest cops call in like you, we get the same story. That the corruption rises through the ranks, that the good guys, the guys like you that got in to make a difference and actually help people and catch the real bad guys, the guys like you end up getting frustrated by the system, frustrated by the corruption and the bureaucracy, and they end up quitting, which of course means that more bad guys can move in and move up through the ranks. Is anything inaccurate about that? No, sir. That's my point entirely. Free Talk Live, seven nights a week from 7 to 10 Eastern, live on the Liberty Radio Network at lrn.fm. What does freedom mean? Tune in to lrn.fm to find out. LRN.FM is the Liberty Radio Network, a collection of live talk radio and podcasts, all coming from a principled pro-liberty perspective. LRN.FM show hosts aren't left, right, or conspiracy kooks. You can tune in 24-7 to LRN.FM via your phone, computer, satellite, and more. Listen free anytime at LRN.FM. That's LRN.FM. KKSM Oceanside. Hey, man, you got any pains or beans or anything like that? AM 1320, the radio revolution. I uh, lost a little street cred there earlier uh, when I pronounced uh, Mr. Jabbar's uh, first name wrong there. Jamal. 
Yeah, well, see, exactly. So uh, I, I should just stop while I'm ahead. But uh, before we get to uh, uh, the headlines, uh, we're going to play more music So uh, because music is great. First song is Evolutionary Sleep by Cynic. And then after that is Cosmic Seed by Death. Right here on KKSM AM 1320, the Radio Revolution and LRN.FM, the Liberty Radio Network.
see why the government's cracking down. Introducing the two drugs that are legal, alcohol and cigarettes, two drugs that do nothing for you whatsoever. And drugs that grow naturally upon this planet. Drugs that open your eyes up to make you realize how you're being f***ed every day of your life. Those drugs are against the law. Wow. Free Thought Radio, waking you up to the fact that you're being screwed by the system every day of your life since 2010. Only on KKSM AM 1320, the radio revolution, and LRN.FM, the radio network, freethoughtmedia.org. Welcome back to the Free Thought Radio, part of the Free Thought Media Network. Free Thought TV can be found at freethoughtmedia.org. Click on the TV icon, and there's a link to subscribe on iTunes as well. My name is Alex Fiddle, and I am the journalist, uh, let's see, the judicial analyst, the uh, uh, all kinds of different an- analysts. I'm, I'm uh, every sub-anchor, like, uh, I don't know. I'm, expert I'm the judge, ex- I'm expert the, interviewer. Expert yeah, interviewer. Uh, the Judge Napolitano, the Larry King. Uh, <laughs> hemp shirt wearer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that, those songs were Evolutionary Sleeper by Cynic, and then after that was Cosmic Sea by Death, uh, featuring the late Chuck Schuldiner, his band, and yeah, uh, we're trying to celebrate life here on tonight's show, um, due to our loss of our friend Steve Collette, and one way to celebrate life is to advocate against the wars. So we'll be giving you some headlines, because that's what's going on right now. We're going to be talking about the headlines. So I'm joined now by Free Thought host, radio host, Mike Pastor. You're going to help us out with the first headline from the state news. All right. It's time to do the news on radio, the most popular medium of the day. Um, <clears throat> Especially AM. <laughs> Starting off. We're uh, taking over. For uh, the uh, local news in California, uh, the UC Davis police officer that a uh, pepper sprayed uh, a line of students. What was it last year? Uh, yeah, it was. But it was. I don't think it was any more than a year ago. It was during like the main Occupy protests, I think. Okay, so it might have been more than a year ago. Uh, he was awarded thirty-eight thousand dollars on a disability claim. And uh, what's that disability? The disability, a psychiatric harm because people were uh, lambasting him for just following the orders. You know, he uh, <laughs> he was. He's collecting money because people were making fun of him and give, and calling him a horrible person for being a horrible person. I mean, this made the news so much that, I mean, it was a meme on the internet, you know? It was so bad. I can't remember the guy's name right now. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, he was like, it was like the fat orange spray uh, going across people, people doing a sit-in. I mean, it looked like, you know, the the hoses of the sit-in, except nowadays we have multicultural slavery and fascism. We don't just have it being inflicted upon one race of people now we equally get uh get stomped on by the boot of the state if we dare speak out against the banks and corporations and governments that they protect and serve and they're supposed to protect and serve us at least in theory if they were peace officers if they were peace officers now they're uh, now they prefer to be called law enforcement officers see there there's there there's the disconnect now uh yeah i you know i mean what's what's to say about that guy gets a whole bunch of money for doing a horrible thing and saying, oh, well, you know, I don't know what he told the, the doctor. Oh, I'm having problems sleeping at night. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I can't eat. You know, maybe he should lose some weight. He was a little bit of a donut grazer, if I remember correctly. He was a, he was a big guy. <laughs> uh, 
and, and moving on to national news um, in, in the area of police accountability, uh, police did perform a, quote, simulated drug raid on fifth graders, and a child was attacked by a police dog. So in Brazil, Indiana, children were subjected to a simulated raid of a party. So they probably this is all part of the D.A.R.E. program um, or something like that. Have a fake party, like, oh, look, we're having cool fun. We're innocent children, but oh, no, the Red Cups, Temptations, Paint, Huffing, Temptations. <laughs> and, then, you know, and then this is what will happen if you do drugs. Bam, you know, uh, a simulated raid of a, a, so they could witness police searching citizens with dogs and look for reasons to arrest them in a, quote, drug awareness event. The idea went from bad to worse. One of the children was attacked by the police dog as it sniffed them for drugs. And I, I'm guessing they had no drugs because it it's a simulated event. Maybe if they had, you know, their little uh, uh, display boards of where the meth is, you know, and then the, and the, the paint that they can huff. Um, um, but there was actually a real uh, police drug raid of a high school and they ended up finding no drugs on the people. Like, well, it's for their safety. Well, uh, I mean, how much of a kind of a slave type country do you want to live in? I mean, just because you say it's acceptable, you know what? Why don't you bend over, ask the cop to cavity search you, but you waive that right. Don't, don't, uh, don't make me give up my rights. I'll, I'll, I'll keep my rights. You can, you can get the probe. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, maintain my dignity, uh, especially if I'm not harming anybody. If I was a murderous criminal. Yeah, maybe I have some expectation, even though I'm still innocent until proven guilty, and uh, they still have to have probable cause. But if I'm already a criminal, uh, then it's easy to find probable cause. Judge Napolitano talked about he would write search warrants at the middle of the night wearing his gym shorts. I mean, it really doesn't take that much. And if you stop spying and uh, harassing and searching people illegally who haven't committed a crime, well, what do you know? You have freed up resources to concentrate more on actual criminals. You know, the, the scarcity, uh, you know, whole thing. You know, they don't seem to get basic notions of reality. Um, but, Mike, let's continue on with national news. What's an interesting headline that you are pondering right now? I, I mean, just, I mean, what is it, to, to get the kids ready for the police state? Hey, kids, this is what you get used to when you're older. Being searched by cops all the time for no reason, especially if you're a minority. Um, yeah, but I guess uh, moving right along, um, uh Check this one out. So somebody you should always listen to for good advice. Uh, Dick Cheney says that military action in Iran is unavoidable. So, you know, of course, the guy who should always look forward for advice to, you know, who, you know, what nation we should bomb next, or rather the U.S. government should bomb next. Dick Cheney asked him, hey, who should we bomb next? Dick, Dick Cheney saying Iran. So, yeah. Of course. Surprise, surprise there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that when we get to international news because there's a lot of headlines tying into, um, you know, how uh, Saudi Arabia and Israel want to go to war with Iran. And they're like, oh, U.S. isn't doing what we want them to do uh, to secure our interests in the region. Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, the, one of the next stories I want to talk about from the national news, uh, that Facebook may join forces with police to thwart protests. So, again, protecting and serving the banks, the corporations, and the governments. You know, most of the protests I go to is 
off of a Facebook thing because I I don't keep a calendar. I haven't kept a a, a planner even in high school. That's not how I operate. You know, people are like kinetic learners. People are visual learners. People are auditory learners. That's the same thing for me with uh, keeping track of everything. I just have to you know have a clear head and you know not be surrounded by. Uh, negative situations and uh, I, don't, I don't i don't view a uh, hectic schedule as a negative uh, it's a challenge for me but as long as uh, you know, and i'm always comp- positive and everything like that so it, it's easy uh, to rely on facebook to keep all my stuff for me so i rsvp to all these protests so i could know when it's coming up because facebook has it on me for there but mark zuckerberg is selling us out again so not only do uh, if you go on facebook.com slash free thought radio if you happen to like the page you're probably not seeing a lot of my posts because guess what i post headlines uh that's how i actually you know going back to how i can't remember things i post things on the facebook page so i can go back you know today before the show open up open up all the headlines i post in a new tab and then copy the headlines and then so i'm commenting on them like right now guess what one of them Four people saw this post. Four people out of the 469 that like this Facebook page. And they want me to pay Facebook money in order for them, for that post to reach more people. Is that official censorship or extortion? I always hear about politically leaning pages, especially ones like myself, like a truth-telling journalism. I'm not some, like, crackpot, um, you know, radio station. You know, I operate off of facts. If those facts happen to be shocking uh, regarding, you know, certain police state tactics or or things like September 11th or whatever, um, you know, they put a red, they tend to put red flags on and maybe um, change the algorithms. I know when uh, We Are Change was like getting all their publicity from posting image memes, like from posting photos, they changed the algorithm so that photos don't reach as many more people. So Facebook is really doing a lot to squash activism and awareness, even though it's like, I'm waiting for somebody to take over Facebook because still people use it every day. Like people are still addicted to Facebook. I got that 469 people from scratch from starting the show, the Facebook page three years ago from zero. So I would love to be able to reach all of them for all the people that I reached out to over the years. Uh, but I can't because Facebook went public and lost a bunch of money and now it's taking it out on me. So Facebook is really like pushing it. Once they, once somebody comes in and takes their place, they are so MySpace. <laughs> Do you feel better? Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you feel better. You had to get yeah. that out. It's been bugging you're you for a while. You're so 90s. That's going to be a new phrase. You're so you're MySpace. So <laughs> or you're so Facebook. But yeah, Alex, not crazy. You know, I'm looking over the guy right now. No tinfoil hat on his head. Not crazy. Just a bunch of poofy hair. Good news of a sort. Um Ohio runs out of the uh, lethal injection um, serum, if you want to call it, uh, chemical compound, uh, polyphenol, I think it's called. Um, They run out of that, so in Ohio, they cannot perform lethal injections anymore. So that's good, because I'm not a big fan of the death penalty. As a matter of fact, I think the death penalty is horrible. Why? Because since the death penalty has been reinstituted in the United States, if I remember the number correctly, there was somewhere around, there's been somewhere around roughly uh, at least five people a year who have been, you know, for averaging it out, have been killed in lethal, by lethal injection who were actually later on found to be innocent. So I'm sorry, but maybe we shouldn't be 
killing people, or rather, not we, the government shouldn't be killing people, because apparently, you look back at it, it turns out, you do a little bit more research, they're innocent. It's not a good idea at all. Exactly, and as Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death. Me, personally, I would rather, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, or uh, for me personally, a greater punishment would be to take away my liberty rather to take, than to take away my life. If you put me in a cage for forever, that's going to be the worst thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think that the best punishment for somebody would really to be life in prison without parole. You know, you take someone's life or you commit a super heinous crime or whatever. I think, you know, maybe murder, rape, most heinous crime, repeatophilia or whatever. Um, you know, that, that should be, you know, you lose all your liberties and, you know, could stay in a cage. But uh, even then, even if you are completely guilty, I don't even think that the death penalty is, is, is good public policy. And, and speaking of huffing paint, uh, I'm using this Sharpie marker to, you know, scratch off every time you write a new headline because we're sharing the same uh, sheet of, uh, of headlines. And, and every time I open the pen, it's like, oh, geez. <laughs> And that's where, like, they, they do definitely, like, bait kids into, like, huffing paint. It's like reverse psychology. And, and since it's, uh, all the DEA fear-mongering is based on fear-mongering and not facts, they tell you that every drug's dangerous or whatever. So kids just do it because they don't believe them, especially when once, like, kids are using cannabis. They realize that it's actually safe, but then they don't know that the other drugs are, you know, actually bad, that there's some truth to what the DEA is saying, but there's just have no credibility so they huff paint or do heroin or whatever um yeah don't go into sherwin williams kids it's very dangerous in there they have yeah. lots of paint it's very scary don't go in there yeah yeah they, they have sherwin williams but they don't have uh, co-ops and dispensaries <laughs> it's uh, another police story uh cops shoot a 13 year old kid to death over a pellet gun after 10 seconds of deliberation or lack thereof so you know i i I'm no fan of of uh, uh, George Zimmerman per se, because um, uh, there was another use of the stay in your ground law. An African American woman was being approached by an, uh, in her own home, uh, abusive ex husband or whatever. She fired a warning shot into the ceiling and he ran away. So you know, exhausting all your options before you actually pull the trigger. You know, warning shots or just pointing the gun at the person as a threat. Um, you know. That's that's deliberation. That's you know trying to calm the situation down, but pulling a trigger to murder somebody on first instinct, like this police officer did, uh, without even bothering to try to see. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it just goes to show that the officer safety is greater than public safety, and with the zero tolerance gun, you know, nonsense, uh, innocent people get put down but that's the, the you know those lives are expendable but police officers lives oh they're superhuman beings they have special rights they're special people they deserve to live much more well you kind of get into that job uh, you're you're supposed to be you know risking your life for the safety of the public but unfortunately the institutionalization of these types of laws and these zero tolerance policies um, put them in danger uh, unnecessarily like with the drug war and then you know they uh, create kind of these environments where they fear people that aren't need to be feared uh, thanks to the police state. And it's really the government that wants to put this fear in, of guns and stuff in the in people's eyes and 
you know, uh, it's easy to spot. They should get trained on how to spot real dangerous criminals, not 13-year-olds. Is, is, it, is it the shiny badges that perhaps, like, bounce, you know, normal morality off of them so it doesn't stick? Yeah. You know, I just, I don't really know how to comprehend that. And the, the other thing about this story is, is that you have to keep in mind that uh, cops are trained from everything that I've ever been told. When they use their uh, sidearm, the purpose is to kill the person they're shooting at, not disable them or wound them, but to kill them. So uh, I do I don't know what was going through these officers' heads. They're like, yeah, they oh, didn't, oh, didn't they, they? They did multiple shots and they just kept going. They until the kid was dead. Really, uh, it's really uh, you know it's officer safety or public safety and. It's just really disgusting, and they should not get a, be able to get away with it. They should. They are humans just like we are. They have no right to kill innocent people just like we don't. And they should. They're not going to face scrutiny just like the guy that pepper sprayed the people. He's probably going to get a settlement uh, for for uh, you know uh, the, all this PTSD that he might have for uh, not being able to con be in control of his own actions and just you know buying into the fear mongering that was in the training. You know they should. They should train people to what is actually a threat you know as opposed to 13 year olds and and then the deliberation aspect that you know it should be the last 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 resort uh not not after 10 seconds of like oh i think that's a gun a dangerous gun it's so sad and i and i i hate seeing innocent people get gunned down by these badged goons that get paid to go on facebook and make overtime in their cars and eat donuts i'm sorry to say uh, but uh, there, are, there are too many people that are abusing their badge as opposed to the people that want to be the peace officers, but the institutionalization of these uh, uh, zero-tolerance policies make it, makes it hard for them to... Uh, they're pretty much lone rangers when you're a real constitutional peace officer. Um, that's why if you are a constitutional peace officer, whether in the military or the police, and now the fire department, since the Department of Homeland Security is bribing the fire departments, you got to make sure that uh, your job, you, that people aside from you are doing what you got into it to do, to actually keep the peace and protect people's lives, not to uh, uh, be RoboCop and uh, officer safety over public safety and, you know, bloodlust and revenge. That's why they kill Chris Dorner, because it's all about bloodlust and revenge, the immortal superior cop. Oh, you touch us? You are screwed, buddy boy. We're going to burn you alive. That officer safety must have been a hell of a guy, because whenever something bad happens, they always bring up officer safety. You know, I should, you know. yeah. Um, so we did we we already covered Facebook uh, is going to help out the cops, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they've actually done been doing this quite uh, quite a lot in the past, so that it's something to be reminded that depending on how worried you are about, you know, the. Uh, Authorities looking at your uh, Facebook page, is, is, I guess, would help you make your decision there. But they, they've done that in the past, giving them the heads up. Hey, there's a protest down there. No, 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 no. You better go get them. Um, what else do we have? Oh, okay. So, uh, end of the world? I don't know about that yet, but um, there was a 7.3 earthquake near Fukushima on Friday. Uh, you know, that's the it's a, uh, you know, uh, uh, from... Two years ago, a uh, tsunami destroyed a nuclear power plant, and the nuclear fuel rods are sitting there exposed. If they get too hot, they will explode and spread even more radiation all over uh, a already battered area of Japan. 
and quite possibly go into the Pacific and uh, destroy the fact that you'll never have tuna ever again, possibly. Is it's that... already that way, so they just they just rocked it even more. Yeah, so there's another earthquake, and uh, so even probably even more damage to the uh, what's left of this nuclear facility. But of course, TEPCO, the, uh, the energy company that is control over it, which, you know, like most energy companies, is really a pseudo-government agency, they're saying everything's okay, and there was no additional damage to the nuclear facility. Yeah. I don't believe that at all. I mean, that's somewhere around the lines of like, hey, there were some pigs flying across, you know, uh, uh, Oceanside yesterday. No way. That's about how much I, 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 I believe the fact that TEPCO is saying there's no additional damage to the nuclear facility. So, yeah, uh, if you have tan, uh, canned tuna that you bought, you know, a while back, you might want to just keep it to show your grandkids because there's, unfortunately, a yeah. sizable chance no more, you know, edible tuna, at least. I'm always like, I want to go surfing. No, not anymore. And not until we grow hemp or dump a bunch of hemp oil into the ocean. <laughs> and, and, you know, when it comes to, you know, applying, you know, our kind of like non-aggression principle to to the economic world, you know, yeah, got to be responsible for your actions, otherwise go to jail. And it's like, oh, if we throw them in jail, they're never going to clean it up. Well, what scientific uh, engineering experience do these guys really have? Nothing. Nothing that they'll, whether, whether they're in or not, it's the same scientific standards, the same technology that we have, the same limitations. So just, just by the, the way that it is, you know, underwater, you know, pumping out water into the water and they won't be able to, they can't put a cap on it. It's like, Without, without them being exposed. So it's like, no matter who it is, it's so you might as well just throw the people in jail that were responsible, and that starts with the TEPCO Board of Directors. Um, in other national news, uh, Adam Kokesh pleads not guilty to his charges, and uh, Ron Paul uh, discusses that on, on the Federal Reserve, big stuff is done in secret, and yeah, we, if we, that's why if we uncovered the secrets of the Fed, uh, like Henry Ford said, there'd be a revolution by tomorrow morning. Here's one secret. Did you know that Paul Warburg, one of the Federal Reserve founders, big banker, family guy, um, he uh, was kind of like this, uh, you know, one, one of the early uh, Zionist advocates, uh, told American Jews uh, to not boycott Germany, that there's nothing wrong with Hitler, uh, that you shouldn't uh, be doing that. While... Uh, on the side, him and George Bush's grandpappy laundered money to Hitler. So you had somebody uh, that considered themselves Jewish selling selling out basically everybody, plus all the other people that Hitler was uh, massacring in the fascist state. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, just look up what people like Paul Warwick had to say about it. They're money laundering to Hitler, Rockefeller giving oil to Hitler. Um, um, and and the found, one of the founders of Zionism, Theodore Herzl, what he had to say about you know anti-Semites being our best friend and our uh, goal to have you know the the state of Israel, um, you know that's that's you know how America helped Hitler rise to power. That would be what you would find if you would audit the Federal Reserve because it's all bank money laundering back in those days. That's why uh, the bank that Prescott Bush worked for got seized under the Trading with the Enemy the Act. Uh, a trading with the Enemy Act. So it's a very, very interesting, peculiar uh, stuff about history. But I think it is time to move on, on to international news. Uh, so our armed militias are, are now ruling Libya. So the United States government, in order to overthrow Gaddafi because he was going to introduce the gold dinar to upset the petrodollar, um, 
Uh, now uh, they shipped in Al-Qaeda, but now they're all loose cannons, kind of like when the U.S. created Al-Qaeda in the 80s um, to fight against the Soviets. They left and all just loose cannons. Maybe some, I mean, they're obviously still doing some bidding of Saudi Arabia and everything like that, and uh, but more or less loose cannons. Uh, so they're they're primed for backlash at sign of Western meddling. So they're also pissed off at us for... Uh, intervening at the same time while they're there anyways because the CIA put them in there to overthrow Gaddafi. Um, so they're really biting the hand that feeds them. Um, um, and, and then additionally in Syria, since the U.S. government and the CIA and Israel and Saudi Arabia are doing the same exact thing, funding these Al-Qaeda, there wouldn't be any of these rebel groups if it wasn't for these governments meddling. There would be the people that are rebelling against Assad. But now you have these uh, kind of astroturf groups that are extremely, extremely dangerous. But fortunately, the Al-Nusra Front leader, uh, his death was reported by Syrian state TV. Al-Nusra is denying it. Well, we'll see. Uh, either way, the CIA is probably going to help him get a new leader. I don't know. What do you think? That's probably what's going to happen. I mean, it's kind of what, that's what the CIA does is that they get rid of somebody that doesn't support the U.S. or Saudi Arabia or, you know, something having to do with the oil or the yeah. fake money or something mm -hmm. like that, and they put somebody in there who's all for it. I mean, you can look at the recent history of South America for any proof of that, uh, and, oh, of yeah. course, the Middle East itself, too. Uh, do you want Do you want to go on to the next uh, piece of international news? Um, what we didn't cover, I, I, I suppose this is really international anyways, because it is the internet, the intertubes, you know, it's kind of everywhere. Uh, people working for Anonymous or people calling themselves Anonymous, however you want to uh, call the group, uh, they did a DDoS attack on NSA.gov and it was shut down for, I want to say, a day and a half. Now, what does that really accomplish? Not a whole lot, but you know what? It really shows uh, the government that they're not as powerful as they think they are. You know, as myself as a libertarian, I do not believe in omnipotent government. They're not all-seeing, all-knowing, even with, you know, a gigantic NSA data facility, which I guess there was a fire there last week, which hopefully did a lot of damage to it. Um, they still can't know all the information they want to know. It's just they're always, oh, we need to know this, we need to know this, we need to get in this, we need to get in that. It's either those who want to be left alone or those who just won't leave you alone. And those who won't leave you alone, it's usually the feds. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, there was, so there's uh, anonymous sh you know, shutdown, NSA.gov. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, and the government is here to help you, news. Um, the USDA, and everybody knows they're looking out for your best interest every day of the week, sarcasm obviously, uh, they're going to allow China to uh, process chicken raised and slaughtered in the U.S. Okay, so get this. The chickens are going to be, you know, obviously grown up and, you know, from being cute little yellow chickies to uh, grown adult chickens. And... Yeah, sorry, that's a bad image. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, nature. Uh, and then uh, they'll be slaughtered in the United States. And then for some reason, for some reason, the USDA is okay with this. Uh, they're going to be sent to China, processed, and then sent back to the U.S. I don't know what the reason for that is, but perhaps why you... Cheaper? 
Yeah, might be. Well, I don't. I'm not even sure if it's cheaper. I don't know. I don't understand how that could possibly be cheaper. Maybe that's how we're paying back the debt. We're giving them real chicken, and they're giving back the the rat meat as the mutton. Oh, they're oh, ma they're making yeah. our mystery burgers for the McDoubles. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of stories in the news over the past you know couple months, years at this point. I think that uh, China. Uh, uh, I don't want to say China is in the government, but, you know, uh, companies, you know, and the, the way the government's set up over there, I mean, it's the corporatism over there is worse than it is here. Uh, rat meat has been sold as mutton, so they're, you know, they're processing something over there and they're saying, ah, you know, it's mutton or, a, or you know, an adult lamb, right? And they're saying, but it turns out it's rat meat. And then uh, here's the, yeah, really gross one. I guess there was sausage that was filled with maggots. Uh, I mean, so, yeah, chickens going over there and then coming back as what? You know, correlation doesn't equal causation, but, hey, I'm not sure if I'm good. I'm going to find out where my chicken came from. I'm a little bit more careful nowadays. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Oh, good thing I, I kind of went veg—I went vegetarian, but uh, you know, and I agree with the immoral technique song. You know, I'm not about elitism, but um, I'm, I'm glad. I'm so glad I did because now I can know what I'm eating. <laughs> um, so, in, in international news, um, regarding more about uh, Israel and Saudi Arabia. So, Saudi Arabia is kind of angry at the U.S. for not uh, standing their ground and in invading Syria. Um, so they're hinting at at um, uh, unhinging the petrodollar, which means not pricing their oil in dollars anymore. Um, I think they're just trying to do that just to coax the United States. They might not, not actually do that because you have Dick, Dick Cheney, like we said, going on the television circuit saying we got a bomb, bomb, bomb Iran. Uh, and now they're, they're ramping the rhetoric up again. Those, those talks between Rouhani and Obama were just all show. Netanyahu came to uh, the White House and had Obama's ear and, of course, the Saudis and and everybody else, and now he has, he has a new Federal Reserve chairman to, you know, uh, invite him to do more war. Um, so it's going to happen. They just want, they just need to ramp up their rhetoric and try it again and see if they can get away with a war with Iran. But either way, they're doing, like, these covert actions, which are still just destabilizing the region. So they're uh, uh, unstabilizing the trajectory of history. So if they wouldn't have intervened, people would have just been living peacefully, and they would have maybe gotten rid of Assad the right way and not had al-Qaeda come in paid for by the U.S. and Israel and Saudi Arabia and mess everything up. Um, but now their history, now their country's destabilized, so Assad may be more easily oustable to be put in put in a uh, Saudi-Israel-U.S. Uh, puppet um, that would secure oil interests for Saudi Arabia. Um, so so I, think, I think they are... Uh, Slowly trying to and the economic sanctions on Iran weakening the economy. You know they're they're, but I think Saudi Arabia wants more. They want blood. They want an invasion. They want some bombing. So Saudi Arabia and Israel are colluding about war with Syria and Iran, given the uh, UN or US in action, and they may just go straight to the UN. I mean the UN peacekeeping military, another oxymoron. Um, so, so they're, Saudi Arabia and Israel are colluding, and actually Saudi Arabia is a, aside from the CIA, Saudi Arabia is also huge funder of these uh, phony uh, astroturf Al Qaeda rebels, uh, creating rebellions where they didn't exist, um, and um, so yeah, 
And, and given that, you know, Israel is involved, uh, Germany actually just warned Israel to face a human rights panel at the UN. So Israel, a couple of years ago, uh, or actually last year, uh, cut all ties with the Geneva-based UN Human Rights Council. So they just said, no, we're not going to talk to you guys anymore. Because after the UN announced, it would probe how Israeli settlements may be infringing upon the rights of Palestinians. And actually, uh, uh, Palestinians have begun to reach out to 50-plus nations calling for an economic boycott of Israeli settlers. I'm wearing 100% pants not made by Levi's. Levi's with their uh, plant in illegal Israeli land. Um, a start, I'm also wearing my kafia and uh, in solidarity uh, until the occupation ends. Um, and um, let's see, there's another headline here about... Uh, so so um, the U.S. has been spying on Angela Merkel, German chancellor, since 2002. Now, they've also been spying on France, but there is an article on Press TV about how uh, Israel had some hand in that because... Israel has basically a tributary off the NSA data river, um, so they're able to take all the raw data that they want, and likely we're uh, having something to do with the spying on France. And, that, and Feinstein now promised to stop spying on the Allies, but the White House came back and said, no, Feinstein, we're going to continue to spy on our Allies. Silly congressmen, we're the administ uh, we're the uh, uh, the overlords. We're the executive branch. We do whatever we want. Stop spying, never. Come on. So yeah, it, it's, I'm sure as Diane Feinstein thought she was, you know, very very powerful, and her opinion was very very important. But no, the president said no. We're still going to do the spying. Yeah. So it's kind of the way that works. And if she's going to define what a journalist is, support the NSA, support the NDAA, all that. She's they probably made her say that, so then they could go be like, nope. Sorry, or so they, we could look like we're doing an olive branch. It's, that's the two parties of theater. Um, so I guess in, in the other news, the fluff news, Lou Reed passed away, as well as the voice of Edna Krabappel from The Simpsons. So a lot of a lot of cool people are unfortunately leaving us, um, uh, including you know our, our friend Steve Collette. So we gotta you know make sure we keep giving him shoutouts because it's just it happened the other day and it's just so tragic. Um, so. I think we're gonna we are gonna close out the headlines here and go straight to some more music. Um, this uh, these first uh, we're actually gonna do a row of three uh, until we come back. Um, actually, I'll skip the first one. So I saw the band Goblin over the past week. Got to see them at uh, the Egyptian Theater. Uh, a bit of a weird place, but aside from you know the weird like smelly or weird like tacky tacky okay uh, and um but it was a cool concert though and they played one of the movies that they had the soundtrack for so this song is called aquaman by goblin and then after that for all our policemen friends officer please by the band moist boys here on kksm am 1320 the radio revolution and lrn.fm the liberty radio network at the top of the hour got the live simulcast of the anti-media radio with host nick burnaby uh, awesome radio show. Uh, that's going to be the third hour of this show from now on. Um, so stay tuned for the top of the next hour. Have some more music after this.
And that was Officer Please by the Moist Boys. And before that, Aquaman by Goblin. Right now is 47 Seconds of Sanity, Count Your Blessings by the band Toxic, spelled with a K. They actually uh, just rehearsed for the first time the other day and are actually shooting a music video for the new stuff. So I'm super stoked on Toxic, spelled with a K. Um, so this is 47 Seconds of Sanity and Count Your Blessings. Another uh, kind of soulful solo, I think, you know, um, all about appreciating life and everything like that. So again, you know, uh, for Steve Collette, you know, uh, you know, I think we should all just, you know, take take the moment to really, you know, celebrate life in his absence and and uh, yeah, and enjoy it and enjoy the people around you. So this is, and after that, it's CIU criminals in uniform about the police state, something that uh, Steve was definitely against, and he participated in Occupy uh, before the the RoboCops came out and took it took it down. So this is. Again, 47 seconds of sanity. Count your blessings by the band Toxic. Spelled with a K. And then after that, CIU, Criminals in Uniform by Sepultura. Freethoughtmedia.org and the Anti-Media Radio with Nick Burnaby is coming up next as part of the Freethought Media Network.
they point the finger at you, brother man, this is what you gotta tell them. I'm not guilty. You're the one who's guilty. The lawmakers, the politicians, the Colombian drug lords, all you who lobby against making drugs legal, just like you did with alcohol during the prohibition. You're the one who's guilty. I mean, come on, let's kick the ballistics here. Ain't no Uzis made in Harlem. Not one of us in here owns a poppy feed. This thing is bigger than immortal technique. This is big business. This is the American way. Free Thought Radio. Independent music, independent talk, and independent minds. Freethoughtmedia.org. And we are waiting for the anti-media radio with host Nick Burnaby to come on the air now. Uh, it's a pretty cool show. And there's uh, the website. It's theantimedia.org. Let me just make sure it's not on mute. Or if it's... Yeah, yeah it's the internet input. Um, um, all right. Let me let me pull it up on my other computer's internet uh, if this is not working. Or maybe he's not on yet. But yeah, check it out, theantimedia.org. Um, great Facebook page full of uh, great memes and information and cool stories. So let's pull this up, see if it comes on. There was a error with the... Uh... Let's go, Energy. Nope. Let's go. It seems, it seems like he is not on the air yet. So we're waiting. We're waiting for the anti-media radio to come in. Um, well, I'm going to furiously look for lolcats to to uh, fill up the time here. Sure. So we're going to do lolcats. Lolcats. I'm going to find right. something funny, and I'm going to describe to you over the radio how adorable these cats are. It's going to be lovely. Yep, you can you can hear that's my computer, so it's. Um, it, it, we're waiting for it to come on. Um, but yeah, so we'll, uh, those, those last songs we were playing was, uh, Criminals in Uniform by Sepultura. We're on the webcam here. Um, and then before that, 47 Seconds of Sanity, Count Your Blessings, um, by the band Toxic, spelled with a K, and they're crazy awesome thrash metal band. Um, coming out with the new new stuff. Um, in completely unrelated to anything news, um, apparently having a raised water bowl for your dog is not a good thing. You know, because a lot of people have like a a. Uh, the FEMA machine is coming through. The FEMA machine. You might not be able to hear us. We'll just say the FEMA machine. The FEMA machine. The, the FEMA machine is printing something out. Is it Obama trying to send a message? I don't know. To let me? me read it. It's kind of coming out like a telegraph. He's finally going to tell me what he thinks about my show. He's going to be my number one fan. I bet you. Arizona um, Alex, you know, you're, everything you say is right. Local counties <laughs> at 8:03 p.m. on October 28th, effective until 8:18 p.m. <laughs> message issued by. Brian Alex, you know, I'm looking for the kind of world order that we really need. <laughs> you know. It still can. 
can they pick this up on here? This is a great sound yeah. where it's just like message incoming. And you're right. You're right. Teletype, teletype. Alex Jones does not, does not have a monopoly on the term and uh, world order. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. He doesn't. All right, everybody. Um, let's crowdsource this. I really want to do a drinking game for the Alex Jones show. I mean, it's been it's been something I want to do for a long time. I did one for the Creed. Uh, actually, let me play some Creed now, uh, now that I'm on that subject of drinking games. I play uh, Creed live, the live like the last one they did in 2009. Scott Stapp is just so drunk and sweaty that it, that it's just you do you take a shot or no no because it'd be too dangerous because if you do it every time he messes up. Then you're just taking shots like all the time. So you might want to do it with something friendly like beer. So here's just an idea of what that's like. <laughs> so drink every time he messes up. Chug. 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 Okay, so we have to put this all together, right? Yeah! <laughs> so where, where's, where's the on-air button? So like I can look over and know when I'm not on the air. Okay, so the notes are red. I'm not on. Oh, I am on like right now. So you're right on the I air right now. I thought we were playing the song now. I thought. Was... Okay, so I'm on the air right now. Well, we're waiting for the anti-media radio to come in. And anti-media radio. And come on. Oh, hey, the FEMA uh, machine stopped running. Right. So the uh, purchase broadcast. FEMA machine stopped running. Obama stopped trying to take over this radio station. <laughs> All right, let me make sure I have it on, on the secondary computer so at least I can turn this Creed stuff down and have the anti-media on. See, they have an alternate stream. I'll try to find the alternate stream. Let's see, Windows alternate Media is the uh, PC. Cannot find the file. Why is Facebook failing me right now? It's not giving me pointless news that I can talk about. Gosh. Try Winamp. Technology failure. It happens every day to everyone. If you're affected, please call this hotline at 800-555-5555. You'll get us right now because we're experiencing a technology failure. We'll cope with you. Alright, the vocal solo. This is where you gotta take all your chugs. Yes, I did just snort into a microphone. It's great. I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Beautiful. If you took it down too fast and it went in your nose, we're sorry. You should be more careful when you're drinking. That's not our fault. Remember, individual responsibility. Trying to make fun of himself? Yes. 
you know, apparently when you get to be that big of a star, like, you become your own biggest fan. Yeah. Your head yeah. before you can even walk through the doorway. I'm so important, I can't walk through this doorway. We could have done a much better sort of MST3K sort of deal with this, but I mean, what can you say for a drunk guy on stage that's got millions of dollars? Like, he's still gonna have a million dollars when he goes back home, and uh, last on us, I suppose. People actually go to these shows. Pay money for it! Ah, so money. More money than I make in a week, probably. <laughs> All right, that's too cruel. Gonna... Cruel to the audience. Yeah, I tried to pull up some uh, alternate. Uh, maybe I can message Nick. We we do want people to listen to the show next week too. So we, we good idea. Yeah. We cut it out. Yeah, no, 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 tone it down a bit. You know, ease it into something more pleasant. Maybe we could uh, get some uh, Tchaikovsky going. You know. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should have intelligent conversation. Should um, we do that? Can we do sure. that? I don't know. Uh, Creed totally ruined. Now how, I'm a rabbit or animal. How do we start <laughs> off an intelligent conversation, like off the cuff? I don't know. Uh, Let's see. Oh, here's one I love to confess to the whole world. Is there? Is there? Uh, well, it, it would work on my computer. Uh, I tried two different computers. It must be, must be some technical difficulties. So we'll have to. Uh, Wait it out. Um, um, says woohoo, Nick. Um, hell yeah, you see why on the AM. Yeah, so it must be Are crap. We? Yeah, it must be on, but it, there's something going on where it's not coming through. But I try my, I mean, my computer totally, like, usually works on I don't, I don't get what's going on. Um, so he's broadcasting and we're broadcasting? Yeah, people are saying, people are saying. Uh, are we broadcasting over him? This could be a bad thing. No, 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 we're not, because it would play, this is just coming from the computer. It's an right. audio feed. Uh, so it says, hell yeah, you see why in the AM, which means he would have announced that he's broadcasting over our station. Uh-huh. But he's but, not. Because it's not coming through on either my... Maybe it's the Flash. No, I have Flash installed on my computer. It's working here. Um, all right, let's see. Tune in. Up, up, let's see. Wait for it, wait for it. Tune in radio. Intertubes. Let's see. Intertubes. No, it's not working. Damn. Oh, wait, no, run this time. Damn, damn. Run this time. Run this time. All right, let's see. I love you, computer. I really do. You're the best friend I've ever had, computer. Ah, uh, well, let me try iTunes. iTunes probably has a... Internet, you're always there for me. When nobody else is, you're there. Um, geez. All right, well, there's a chat room here. Let me ask him what's going up. <laughs> let's ask the chat room let's, let's ask, why we're not broadcasting we're, correctly. We're tuning into uh, 
UCY.TV here. On, um, if this doesn't work, here. it's we carrier pigeons. Yeah, we can't. Uh, we can't play the show through um, our side. Tried different computers. Um, I mean, I don't want to interrupt the show, so I'm going to try just try to figure this out on my own. Dear so chat room, if please people, help. If people are listening to <laughs> this on the a, uh, wanting to listen to the anti media radio on the AM, you can just go to ucy.tv slash tamr or just ucy.tv. It's got the streaming player there, the anti media radio. Um, we we have iTunes on this computer. Let me try to. Um, says it's available on iTunes. I don't know. This is um, iTunes Store. Or no, where would it be on the ra they use this radio app? It's got to be on a radio app. I mean, how would it... News Talk Radio. Let's see if UCY.TV is here. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. So for those just tuning in, we're trying to do the uh, wet live simulcast of... UCY.TV with the show, the anti-media radio. Um, now let's see what else is there besides news and talk. Cause this is mostly a political station. Homer Simpson was right. The internet wouldn't last forever. Um, not college or university. <sighs> Crap. Try refreshing. So, Alex, here's a question. Sure. When you have a voice in your head, what does it sound like? Because I have two of them. And I don't mean like voice in your head, like, you know, you're having a voice tell you to burn down buildings and, you know, and you mean like when you just stuff. talk to yourself and Yeah, singing. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if you're having an inner monologue, like, what does it sound like? Does it sound I, like you or yeah, does it sound guess, like somebody yeah, else? Yeah, totally. Because I, I, I had this epiphany the other mm -hmm. day that I, I guess I never really thought oh, out fully geez. it's two people in my head when i'm having an inner monologue wait wait, wait. let's oh, see oh, 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 oh. we got another i can stream stop here. yapping wait for it let's see if it works connecting connecting inner tubes inner tubes inner tubes Dude. Wah, 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 wah. All right, let me try it again on here, on my computer, because mine has all the flash players and stuff. Unless it's the, unless it's the college's radio. Let me try. Are we, are we phoning this out? Yeah, but I only okay. have twenty percent battery left. Oh, jeez. You want to know the funny part? I too only have twenty percent battery. It right. should be enough for a call, though. Especially an emergency phone call, that should be enough. Tune-in radio. So tune. it's only going to be on tune-in radio, as it says. Um, or, may, or what's this iTunes link? Oh, this is, I'll just search for it. Oh, crap. I'm wasting battery as we speak. Let's see. You see why. Right, so... You see why that TV radio? Can we pull it in on my phone? I'm sure station you can. is not available. Damn! Station is not available. Damn, damn! Let me turn off my Wi-Fi. 
so I could probably pull, see if I have any 4G reception here. Um, if not, I'll have to like talk to campus um, engineering internet. Station is not available. Do not automatically turn on Wi-Fi. All right, let's just see if I can pull in the 3G. Fetching playlist. Do it, phone. Do it, phone. Come on, Opening. phone. Opening. Come. Oh, yeah. Make money, make money, make money. Eighty percent buffered. Buffering. I hear, Buffering. I hear. I hear. Yeah. Do the cussing. What? Oh yeah, dude, the dumb button. Nobody gives a fuck because you know we're in the we're in their pocket. They're in our pockets. They they provide all the money. We have all the banks. Did it stop? I don't know. There was the cussing. Zero percent buffered. All right. Um. Yeah, the cussing. The cussing. Uh, that could be a problem. Yeah, that could be a problem. A major problem, actually. Yeah. Like, um, you know... Yeah, uh, so we just hit the dump button a couple of times. Um, <laughs> yeah. Freest country in the world, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, I'll message him. We pulled it in. Or did he even see my message? No. All right, uh, we got it through my phone, but... Uh, cu uh, cussing was too gratuitous. Gratuitous, yes. Yeah, but I spelled it right. Yeah. Um, um can the, you... The radio, or the, the... There must be a problem with... Must be a, be a problem with, like... Because, like, with, uh... It doesn't work on my computer, even though my computer has all the Flash player. It doesn't work on the studio computer. The, uh... So, uh, I have a Ustream channel for my... If, you're, if anybody's watching the webcam right now. Um, so, yeah, you could probably, if you want to listen to it right now, it's ucy.tv slash TAMR. But the way it is, it's probably with the internet and firewalls and everything like that. Um, um, that chat actually doesn't work on Ustream. Social stream works on Ustream, you know, Twitter, uh, you know, posts and stuff like that. But now that now that there, I know there's an iTunes plugin, so let me just try to pull it up. Should, um, should I say it now just to get it over with? Um, I think it's the man trying to shut us down, Alex. I'll, I'll type in. We got it in. <laughs> uh, I had to say it. I had to. There is gratuitous cussing. Gratuitous. Gratuitous cussing. Um, gratis. It's Latin. Yeah. And you know, uh, uh, you know, I'm not trying to. Uh, but so there, there's gratuitous. Not trying to censor your show, man. Yeah. But yeah, we're not trying to be the man, but the man's being the man, yeah. so we can't. So we're trying to not have problems with the man, so we yeah. can still be the man. The man. Button, but advise your guests to, to uh, refrain. Not have potty mouth. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's try to pull it in through my iTunes plugin. Because that would work. iTunes would so work. Um, okay, so alternate alternate stream. UCY.TV. 
connecting. Oh, okay. Let me unplug my phone. Mm, mm-hmm, Where'd mm-hmm. it go? Phone right there. Put my computer back in. This is kind of this is like live live radio. We're 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 completely haphazard, and we're trying. We're to- not we're not just live radio. We're extra live. Dude, it's like not loading. Uh, let's try VLC. Would VLC work? I don't know what VLC is, man. It's, like it's, a, it's an all codec player. Okay. Uh, Learn something new every day while you're on the radio. Check that out. Your input can't cannot be open. It must be the computer uh, and the firewalls. They must like have the station blocked or something because it's it's a evil revolutionary radio station. Um, it's a man trying to shut us down, man. All right, alternate stream. <laughs> Let's see what this does. Yeah, we're for sure sure that Obama's no longer trying to take over this radio station, but... Um, <laughs> uh, this, this is... This is I, I'm going to have to talk to the engineers because I'm guessing there's a firewall thing over the main internet thing to not be able to play UCY.TV radio. So if you're listening at home, um, if... Uh, you know, listen, listen to listen to the anti-media radio instead of listening to us fumble over techno- technology. Um, we 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 can we can pick up this fumble at any time and run it to the end zone. It can happen. Because I want, I mean, I could play a podcast, but I I want I would want to go in and edit it for the cursing, so I'm not hitting the dump button all the time. Uh, so. Alex, my inner monologue. Let's see, Windows Media. Nope, when it, uh, real player. No. Is. Is. There's gotta be a way to, to tune in. Do I have Winamp? What would Winamp be? Binary file. Isn't everything a binary file? I mean, it's all ones and zeros, right? Yeah, mm. but it's like... It's extra binary? Is it on iHeartRadio? Let's see. If it's on iHeartRadio, maybe we stand a chance. How often? How often? I hope is it isn't Big Sis Napolitano, who's now part of the UC system, saying, "Oh, we got a list of uh, Southern Poverty Law Center listed uh, revolutionary radio stations, so we're gonna put firewalls on all of them, and that includes a." Uh, so let's see, UCY. It's not often like, you know, uh, I'm gonna say, "Hey." Anything the anti-media. Let's go to Clear Channel for help. But that's what we're doing. iHeartRadio, I that is Clear Channel, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But some people have syndicates on there, but they don't. Oh, gosh. And I know he's probably, like, plugging, like, dude, I'm on KKSM AM 1320 terrestrial radio trying to get this awareness out, but we're just here, like, uh, looking like buffoons trying to uh, work out technology. Um Let's see what else there is in this alternate stream. Um, yeah, so you got this iTunes thing. But the most confident... They, yeah, they must, they must totally have it firewalled. Because I'm pressing enter like a bunch of times. So we could probably tune into LRN.FM right now. Right on. LRN.FM. Oh, wait, no, not even that. They're, they're probably not doing... They're not doing live radio. 
Oh, jeez. This is like... This is like the first... This is the first week we're going to have the anti-media on, and Nick's a really chill guy, knows what he's talking about, would be definitely a good dude to take over the third hour of this show, but technology has got us crapped, and and uh, certainly... Certainly some... Um, we don't want to ruin firewall. the chill vibes of this really cool dude. Yeah, is what we're trying not to do. Yeah, this is this is like a, becoming the most uninteresting radio show right now because we're just. Um, if you're driving, there's a 49 mile per hour slowdown at the five northbound at the 76, <laughs> and at the five southbound at the 76. That's about yeah any pertinent information we could deliver. The uh, the 76 is a real pisser right now. You might want right. to avoid that. Um. Oh yeah. All right. So. Inner monologue? Yeah, I really, really, really must apologize to Nick Burnaby and the Antimedia Radio. But what you can do is you can go to the antimedia.org, go to the Facebook link, like the Facebook page. They're very prolific on um, on what they post on Facebook. So go to the antimedia.org. All one word, the antimedia.org. The least I can do for him is plug, plug the awesome site there. Um, I discovered, I forget how I discovered the Antimedia a long time ago. Um, but it's a great website here. Pulling it up, they got you know the anti-media cover photo with like the Matrix, and they got the March against Monsanto. Um, their top story is the 7.3 magnitude earthquake for the Fukushima. Um, Seattle government destroys parking lot and then rebuilds it. Fail <laughs> via the State Weekly. Uh, actually, I think one of the people involved with the anti-media also runs this website called the State Weekly. That's a great one to check out. A great Liberty uh, Independent. Liberty, libertarian, uh, voluntarist, anarchist-leaning, um, independent media outlet. Um, well, let's see this story. What's going on with the parking lot? So act, this is actually from the stateweekly.com. All right. By Zenon Evans. Citing the need for more public parking, the City Council of Seattle made a unanimous decision this week to force a 103-year-old woman to sell a plot of land that is already a parking lot. Oh, those bastards. Yeah, that's allowed. Huh? That's, that's an yeah. allowable word. That is uh, that's, yeah. that's a good word. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. The, right. the Puget Sound Business Journal argues that the situation seems like a boondoggle. A boondoggle. Yeah. That's a fun word, by the way, boondoggle. That's, I think that's all we need to say about it. Um, yeah, tune in tonight. Call in the Anti-Media Radio Show live at 11. What do you want to talk about? Ru- Russell Brand Revolution, politics, news, whatever? Um, let, let, yeah, yeah, so you guys... Let's uh, go into the Russell Brand thing a little where, bit. That's where yeah. we failed. Uh, but, uh, I wish I wish we had this stream going. I'm going to have to like make sure that these firewall people that run this uh, campus's internet uh, thing stop stop blocking things. I mean, it's like it's not it's not high school anymore. Like, high school, you, you can't even play, like, uh, dinky bombs or whatever. Hey, guys, you're, like, ruining our radio show, man. Yeah. Free and open internet. Um... Uh, let's go to a break and then we'll talk about Russell Brand and maybe we'll try to figure figure this out, um, figure it out some more. This is just so mind wrecking. Like today has just not been a good day for us. Like, hey, our 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 commercials are fun, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been a horrible week. Like, super stressful. All right, let me just take the time to promote the upcoming schedules for those that are listening. Uh, the Free Thought Media Network, Free Thought Radio. Uh, I'm going to be releasing a calendar uh, for the upcoming uh, shows. So uh, next week I have Rosa Corey. She is the author of Behind the Green Mask. 
UN Agenda 21 Exposed. She's going to talk about how UN Agenda 21 is anything but environmental, it's anything but sustainable, and it is uh, anything but green. And it's uh, really kind of this um, comes from the UN. UN tries to be all humanitarian and everything like that, but they're actually, you know, corporate uh, elites and, uh, you know, multinational corporations that uh, Trump's uh, sovereignty, even though I'm not a nationalist and I think uh, borders are stupid state contracts, they, they supersede, you know, kind of general individual rights, which some countries respect to certain extents, not very much anymore. Um, but if they, if they just supersede anything and, and then are thus able to violate our rights uh, because they have this UN... Yeah, or, or their uh, international trade treaters, treaties like the Trans-Pacific Partnership, then they could trump our rights. Uh, and that's exactly what UN Agenda 21 does. It's all about uh, restricting uh, resources, because they say we have an overpopulation problem, which isn't true. Uh, we just need, we have a lack of freedom problem. We can't grow our own food. We're dependent, like if we were to shut down, actually one of the things that uh, Nick from the Anti-Media Radio was talking about um, the other week, was that if we were to ever have a power grid shut down, and that's actually part of Agenda 21, is to put everybody on a power grid as opposed to uh, something that if something failed, it would be a more localized thing, so more localized power outages. So if, with a power grid, if it if it if if the power came down, it would bring out a ton more because it's all connected to this grid. Um, that's part of Agenda 21. Uh, and uh, um, so is zoning. So you have corporatist zoning. You know, you have the Federal Reserve coming in with all this cheap credit, uh, artificially creating all these new Levitt towns that pave over all this good soil, just pour a bunch of concrete and phony grass and lawns and put some poison pesticides and fluoridated water into the sprinkler systems, and all of a sudden you got poisoned earth and you can't grow your own food anymore so that you're dependent on these corporations. And then if there were ever to be a power outage, you couldn't uh, uh, pump gas. So the trucks that transport your food wouldn't be able to travel to give you your food, so there'd be food shortages and food riots. Um, and and uh, Central planning doesn't work. Yep. So yeah. Agenda 21 does all the zoning to make sure that there's Levitt towns, no ability for you to grow your own food. And um, there's actually a town. And then they say we have an overpopulation problem because we're running out of resources. No, you're restricting our freedoms to be able to create our own resources. Right. Yeah. Um, Glen Glendale, Arizona. Uh, I guess is what's going on is uh, they actually passed a law saying that you cannot have fruit-bearing trees on your property. Think about that. During uh, during uh, renovation, and this is what Ernest Hancock, uh, freedomphoenix.com, told me about uh, when I interviewed him a couple weeks ago. It's it, it's totally part of the UN Agenda 21 thing. So that so that they have an excuse to say, oh, see, we have an overpopulation problem. We don't have enough resources. Yeah, because you're killing all the resources. We can't even... Because we live on poison planet, and uh, and your Federal Reserve economy pumped all this artificial credit to destroy our environment, so we can't even grow in certain areas, grow food because we have cement there or poison soil. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe then we're going to run out of resources. That's because you guys made it go that way because of the Federal Reserve and the government and your local governments, your city councils, your zoning, um, high density, um, and. Uh, City city governments they're already corrupt as it is, but they try to say, oh, we're going to remedy our own high density problems by passing more laws. But 
what's another law going to do? And and they did a thing in Encinitas where they froze zoning as it was. And Agenda 21 has been around for decades. So the zoning is already bad as it is. Now we have to pay a bunch of money for a special election every time we want to. What if we want to scrap the whole thing and reform it? Keep, you know, your communities the way you want it to so people don't freak out. But maybe uh, allow agriculture in every zone. So uh, once the price of housing, you know, consumption-based housing goes plummeting down when the economy crashes, if you open that land use up to agriculture, real production, so it's actually producing things of value like food and crops or hemp, well, then, then, then instead of just declining value, you have another option that's another value that's constantly going up because you can constantly produce it. But that would mean a certain initial investment of capital to maybe excavate all the cement on your home, uh, to uncover all the soil, hire an organic consulting firm to test your soil for toxicity to make sure you're not operating on a poisoned planet, what to do about that toxicity once you discover it, and then how to grow well. And then you, then not only are you living there, but you're actually paying for the place that you're living in with the fruits, literally, of your labor. If you're good to the earth, the earth will be good to you. you yeah. Know? I mean, do, you take and care. And Agenda 21 is no longer a thing because we are actually producing the resources that we need to meet our population. So then you can see at Earth Day, Earth Day, you have all these population control people. Yeah, it was like, really creepy. Yeah. Really, really creepy. And I feel bad for the people that get volunteered there because they're probably, you know, thinking, oh, we're all about sustainable. I'm a green environmentalist. But they don't realize it's, it's corporate, top down, not beyond corporate, just people that want to control us. Uh, and and make us buy Monsanto food uh, instead of being self-sufficient and having the freedom. This is all about freedom, the freedom to grow your own food. Not everybody's going to do it. Not everybody has the time to sow their own clothing. But uh, in a declining economy where the consumption industry is just as futile, uh, you know, is even more futile, you, you would find yourself uh, in, in doing home organic gardening, aquaponics, because it's actually more productive than bagging at Walmart or not that there's anything wrong with that or not that the, the, that it's beneath any of us, but it's like... They don't I, have beggars at Walmart, dude. Yeah. Not that it's beneath any of us, but it's like at some point, it's going to be more productive to produce your own food. And you're going to get better food, especially if, if uh, you get rid of the, those Monsanto laws that um, Monsanto laws that prevent independent testing of, non -G, of GMO testing for GMO contamination, uh, organic consulting firms, so you don't have to go to the USDA. You just go to these uh, firms that are uh, abide by the scientific process, peer-reviewed, consumer reports, you know, uh, can be exposed for doing things that, you know, well, their, their testing kits are, are abracadabra, uh, you know, then, then they go out of business and you go to the next one. And uh, they would help ensure the ecology of our earth and then so you could start growing food and, and then you don't have, and then if there were, was ever a power outage because of the UN agenda 21 power grid, then well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't care if truckers ran out of uh, gas to produce food because you'd have a big kale farm in your backyard and maybe a bunch of different places. And different... you'd be putting your own hemp oil into your diesel truck. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you can make the, you grow the hemp that would make the hemp seeds. So you could grow all these po protein based plants, like the ones that produce the hemp seeds, the flax seeds, the chia seeds. Um, all, and you could grow your own uh, cattle and give it... Wait, wait, uh, wait. Chia seeds are like a thing? Like, really? Yeah. Like, not just for, like, you know... Like the put chia on pet? A little, no, more, that it's probably, more than that, okay. Because right, that cool. chia pet's yeah. probably GMO or something like that. Uh, talking I about real chia seeds. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much as unorganic as you get, is the little clay pot shaped like a weird dude with a big nose and... Yeah. Yeah. Chia, 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 chia. yeah. 
Um, Back in the day. But then you could raise your own uh, livestock and not be under U USDA terms. And what you do about Poison Planet, you grow a bunch of hemp. You give your uh, cattle hemp medicine and like all these blue-green algaes like uh, spirulina and corella and, and detoxify your cattle's blood and stuff and make sure they're all, all healthy and stuff. And Well, what exactly does hemp do to the soil again? Like you told me that increases the nitrogen, other day. Increases okay. nitrogen and nutrients, uh, sucks toxins uh, right out of the air and the soil. Um, so if we want to start battling Fukushima radiation, we ought to throw those seeds in the ground right now, but it's illegal. So we're waiting for the Jack Herr cannabis, California cannabis hemp initiative to pass CCHI 2014.org, uh, to legalize cannabis and hemp in the state of California, release nonviolent prisoners. Uh, it's a smart, moral and, and sensible thing to do. Um, but the, the week after I had, so next week I have the person, we got on a tirade about Agenda 21 here. So the next week's guest is Rosa Corey. Uh, she wrote this book called Behind the Green Mask, UN Agenda 21 Exposed. She has a website called DemocratsAgainstUNAgenda21.com just to show that it isn't green. It's anything but green. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's just bad. Uh, so the, but the week after that, I have Malala Joya. Uh, she is former member of the Afghani parliament freedom fighter fighting against the U.S. wars and occupations, also fighting against the Taliban, because guess what? The U.S. created uh, the Taliban essentially by when the same time they created the Mujahideen. Uh, they gave them the false translations of the Quran, these uh, perverted uh, translations that are not true Islam, and uh, to extremize them. And, and of, of course, they put uh, Tim Osman, a.k.a. Osama bin Laden, in there. He was the, you know, from Saudi Arabia. Had wait, 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 stop at Tim Osman. What? Whoa, wait, what? <laughs> Wasn't that his CIA name? What, that was his, like, nickname? That's what yeah. the CIA called him, was Tim Osman? Something like that. I, I never heard that one before. I may have it wrong, but it's, like, something like that. But, it, like, the Agenda 21 thing, for the longest time, I thought that was complete and total BS. I thought it was just, like, some, like, and when I say right-wing, I don't mean libertarian, because obviously libertarians are not right-wing, if you know you anything like, about it. Oh, my God, and my sky God, and my gun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that, that really conservative Republican thing. I thought it was just a bunch of loony, loony tuny sort of stuff. And, granted, I never really looked into it too much, but the thing that convinced me was that... Uh, I was over at a friend's house for a National Rights Coalition meeting, and, um, you know, a uh, friend brought over, he went to a city, city hall meeting in Escondido, and he brought over a book that they're trying to put into the Escondido school system, and he, and he goes, hey, you know anything about the Agenda 21 guys and a couple of the guys in our group, they knew a little bit about it, I didn't know anything about it, I, again, I assumed it was, you know, uh, here's a fun word, malarkey. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was just, you know, nuttiness. He drops a book down on the table and it says straight on the top of the book, Agenda 21 for Kids. <laughs> and I start flipping it through it. I'm like, Actually, no way. Actually, my, my friend from People Against the National Defense Authorization Act uh, is an Eagle Scout and he said that the Boy Scouts was trying to, starting to implement sustainability. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's just amazing. I thought it was all bull, but it turns out it's not. It's, there's, there's some truth to it. You know, uh, of course, always do your research. You yeah. know, if you're looking, if you're looking up an article in the internet, check those hypertext links because sometimes they just go to the most yeah. inane thing that doesn't have like, any Like, for example, I thought they, they actually had a cartoon that they were going to start to sell to kids about the RFID chips and the character was called Chippy. But it turns out it was from, like, one of those uh, absurdo sites. Oh, dude. oh, but it, it almost would have been greater if it was true. Yeah. If they're just, uh, I, I mean, got... it's so so believable. I mean, not, it, it's RFID only, yeah. chips are real, but Chippy, yeah, don't be irresponsible like that, guys. If, uh, 
if you're trying to tell the truth about RFID chips, you know. Uh, it was funny. I don't know. Yeah. I laughed. You know, yeah. I mean, but I mean, <laughs> Ch Chippy the RFID chip. <laughs> Come on, kids. Don't you want to be dog tagged? Let's do it. Yay! Now everybody knows where we are at all times. Not just our parents, but, you know, the government. They're to help us all the time, every day. <laughs> yeah. Our so. school lunches are delicious. But yeah, so um, so Osama bin Laden came from Saudi Arabia. Of course, the Wahhabist uh, strain of Islam is this kind of uh, most people don't consider it to be real Islam, but it's what Saudi Arabia puts forth, and uh, they've been using it to militarize uh, people in their interest to secure their so you know to take over Afghanistan from the Soviets, which is where the U.S. came in and uh, helped give the rise to Taliban and Al Qaeda by giving them these false translations of the Quran. And so because of that, you had the Taliban come into power. At, so the, Afghanistan has had uh, the British occupation, the Russian occupation, but the Taliban was an occupation sort of more by proxy because they were trained by the U.S., Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, and Israel. We've mentioned Saudi Arabia a lot, and you kind of you, you, you threw out something about the petrodollar earlier, and this is something that I never really knew a lot about until recently. I still don't know a whole lot about it. Petrodollar, let's go, Alex. Like, so what? So how does this work exactly? It's basically what was the Bretton Woods thing in 1971. Instead of gold backing the U.S. dollar, it's the Saudis back, uh, pricing oil in the dollar, and thus, you know, most everybody does because as the world's reserve currency, and then the United States backs uh, up Saudi oil interests in OPEC with the military. That's what all the wars have been about uh, since about 1971. Even though. Before then, Vietnam had a lot to do with, you know, getting there in, in, East, in Southeast Asia. The, um, yeah, so uh, uh, this is how I understand it, that because of the To get whole, out the Middle East. Uh, yeah, well, we got to do that. But from what I understand, like, how it, how it works out is that more or less, you know, to just, you know, get it down from a lump of coal to a diamond. Or not, maybe that's a, bit, that's a horrible analogy. But, you know, to, to simplify it a little bit... Um, it's pretty much what's going on is that the U.S. military is kind of uh, Saudi Arabia's like a little mercenary army, pretty much yep. like uh, you know the the uh, uh, the king of Saudi Arabia when you know he's got some issues with somebody who doesn't really want to play the whole cartel game of oh you're going to sell oil at this price or you're going to buy at this price and this is the game because we are most of OPEC is Saudi Arabia they are the kind of controlling interest of it. If somebody doesn't agree with that or doesn't want to play the game, then they kind of give up a ring. And I'm sure there's a red phone on the president's desk that says Saudi Arabia on it. You know, there's like a red phone that says CIA and another red phone that says Saudi Arabia. And so when the Saudi Arabia phone rings, this is an analogy. What am I, I mean, what else is in the White House right now? Anyways, yeah. Um, so yeah. But yeah, so the Saudi, Saudi Arabia is the only people that subscribe to the uh, Wahhabist strain of, of Islam, which is the extremist one. You know, the one that all the conservatives... Are, are complaining about, but saying that it represents everybody. And don't don't you know that America, Muslims, and um, but because of Saudi Arabia's uh, exporting that strain of Islam to the U.S. government, so that they can then, you know, Brzezinski and all the CIA people gave it to the Mujahideen and the Taliban in the 80s to fight against the Soviets to make them more fervent in their convictions, especially with Osama bin Laden putting him in as the head and he bin laden family is a huge oil family and henry kissinger actually has ties to that family 
Bin Laden's half-brother met with George Sr. on 9-11 at a Carlisle Group meeting um, to dis probably to discuss oil. And so Osama Bin Laden's a perfect plant to be in there and create this new militant group based on the Wahhabi strain of Islam, which is the militant one, which most people feel is fake Islam. Um, should we go Should we go down uh, like a little bit of... Okay, let's not go down... Well, rap let's, let's, okay. tie, let's tie that into my guest in two weeks from now. So yes. Malala Joya... A uh, female activist in, 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 so because the U.S. installed the extremist Taliban in the 80s, uh, because of that, they've had an incredible misogynistic government. And that they were in a, uh, literally the Taliban was an occupation by proxy, uh, you know, m maintaining it for the interests of Saudi Arabia and U.S. and Israel. Israel trained the Taliban in Pakistan, quote, immoral technique. Um, uh, but they, um, they act like they're not on our side, and, and to some extent, yeah, they're they're loose cannons. Once we once we ended the Cold War, and probably Saudi Arabia had more of their ear, maybe maybe until they in name only, or maybe they actually did disown Osama bin Laden. Who actually knows if they actually did say, "Oh, we're going to write off Osama because he's the green thumb of the family." Who knows? Uh, but either way, they didn't serve the poppy interests. So this is maybe why they uh, they. This is, goes back to my guess. So what happens after 9-11 comes in, gets rid of the Taliban, but what, what do they replace them with? Warlords who are also extremists of the same kind of Saudi exported strain um, come in and from the north of Afghanistan and do the same thing, all kinds of misogyny, except now they have a federal government paid off by the CIA that ensures that the warlords can do what they do. Even though we have American democracy and voting... You vote for these puppets, and uh, you have the same misogyny, raping of little children, murdering yes. little children, urinating wow. on dead bodies, um, all kinds of horrific war crimes. So that's that's beyond what the U.S. does to add on to that, to put the icing on the cake, all the cluster bombs and depleted uranium. So uh, she was an activist against the Taliban, forced to wear a burqa. Um, uh, um, um, and and then and but now she is but she was in the Afghani parliament, and um, was able to fight them there and expose their corruption with the CIA and being a puppet of the U.S. So she was dealing both the, with the U.S. occupation and the people that the U.S. is helping to keep in power, like the warlords and the drug lords. So now, uh, thanks to U.S. invasion, Afghanistan is responsible for 90% of the world's heroin production. 90% of the world's poppy fields is Afghanistan. Thanks to the U.S. and uh, because the a lot of somebody I forget who said this, but it's not me quoting. It's not my own original thing here. But the DEA is not the drug eradication agency; it's the drug enforcement agency. They rather <laughs> they rather maintain their own prices of the cartels that they favor, uh, just to control the supply to keep certain so key it, prices it, high. It's like the drug price enforcement agency. Drug, it's basically the drug cartel agency. It's the cartel of the cartels. Yeah, you can actually look. I mean. I it's know basically it, like the OPEC, DEA is like the OPEC of the drug industry. I know if somebody was just like, you know, turning <laughs> they, their knob. They have the poppy dollar instead of the petrodollar. <laughs> poppy dollar. If somebody was like, you know, turning into a knob right now and they think we're crazy, please do look this up. Yeah. If you don't think it's true about the opium poppies, you can look it up on YouTube. There yeah. is, there's video of a dude who's in the Marines and he straight up says, yeah, we're, uh, we're guarding opium fields out here. He's talking to somebody on, uh, I, it was either CNN or Fox News. Yeah, we all know Fox News lies so to CNN, but I mean, it's video of him just, of a Marine saying, we're guarding opium fields, this is what we're doing, because yep. this is like, the excuse was, well, this is the only way they can make money, so we have to guard their and opium fields. And somebody that's not going to be on Fox News, just tune into the show in two weeks, and you'll hear Malalai Joya, 
uh, talk about it herself. And she lives there, and she was involved with the government. She actually, yeah, you know, she's gone from hideout to hideout. She can't even see her one-year-old child um, or anybody from her family, for that matter, um, because um, she doesn't want them to get a, get uh, attacked or anything like that. So they stay by themselves, and uh, she um, she just uh, you know does does what she does, and and only the people that are around her know that their lives are in danger. So it's a real reality kick uh, for you guys. Um, a very intimate example of what war and this this nuttiness you know yeah. does to people you know it's yeah. a poor woman can't see her own child yeah. you know i mean I, I mean of course there's so many other more horrible things that are going on but just that little thing is just, wow so she wants the u.s and nato out of afghanistan now and eventually the u.s is just going to go belly up and have to withdraw uh but people are saying well what's going to be the vacuum that's going to be created in that well then then maybe the united states shouldn't have meddled with during the cold war in the 80s so it's it's better for us to stop meddling, to cover up past meddling. Just get out and and the people will take care of it. The people are saying they will take care of it. They will resist the occupation of both the Taliban that the U.S. created and the U.S. and NATO itself. Uh, so we're, Obama wants to keep troops in Afghanistan past 2014. Don't believe the hype. Um, Don't believe the hype. It's going to be there 2024, way past that. Um, yeah, so she very harrowing. She's actually Time Magazine's top 200 influential women. I think she actually deser deserves to be there, unlike most people that Time Magazine considers person of the year or whatever. Um, so it's not often that we have somebody from the Time Magazine top 200 influential people on this show. Certainly not someone who has intimate experience living in Afghanistan. Uh, I, um, I mean, I've had Palestinian refugees on this show before and people from around the globe, but never somebody from the heart of the Middle East there, um, you know, that, that actually lives there visiting here in the United States. Um, so tune in two weeks for Malalai Joya. Check out, check her out. It's M-A-L-A-L-A-I Joya, J-O-Y-A. Um, her book is A Woman Among Warlords. So that's in two weeks from that, now. That was smooth. I would have really tore up that name real bad yeah. it could have been a bad scene with me um but for those just tuning in we were supposed to have the anti-media radio with host nick burnaby at ucy.tv slash t-a-m-r uh the anti-media radio the anti-media.org uh is going to be it was supposed to take up the third hour of the show but we had a problem with the ucy.tv uh live stream so we can't live simulcast it tonight uh, there are firewall problems at the station. For example, if you go on Ustream.tv, anywhere in the station on any of these computers, including mine, which has all my Flash players stuff, I can't, you know, blame it on that. Uh, does the chat feature doesn't work because of a certain, uh, certain thing? Uh, even on my computer with all my uh, Java and Flash and everything like that. So I'm gonna have to uh, make sure everything is in line for next week, and. Uh, I was able to pull it up on my phone through 3G, but I got poor 3G reception and it cut out. And the guest was like cursing a lot, so I had to hit the dump button a bunch of times. And I was like, he was cursing every other word. I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta watch it. I mean, I'm okay with once in a while because then you hit the dump button once, but like every second you're just losing coherent sentences. And it's like, and uh, uh, yeah, it's not gonna work. So, should we do that critique on the whole Russell Brandt thing? 
Yeah, so uh, on the anti-media radio on, on UCY.TV, they were, they were talking about Russell Brand. So if we're not going to play his show because it's not working here, we got to at least talk. About, and not, neither was the LRN.FM state thing. Uh, it must just be general, those types of streams. Um, or maybe they have a list of revolutionary uh, internet radio stations that you're not allowed to permeate your brainwaves here in... in uh, I don't know. Yes, free thinking is dangerous. Don't do yeah. that. Go ever, to work. Go home. Sleep. Ever since the wake former, up. Do it again. That's all. <laughs> ever since the former head of the DHS took over the UC system, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what what's going on with our schools these days. Um, oh, I Janet would, Napolitano. I wouldn't put anything past dear old Janet. She yeah. could. Who knows? Um, but yeah, let's talk about Russell Brand. I didn't watch it. I don't know exactly what he's yeah, saying. Let's hook, it up. let's hook it up. Let's get the video. Let's play it. Does he curse? No, no. It was that. It was on. It was on the BBC. All right. So let's see. It YouTube. Was, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, no. It was on, I don't think he cursed. I was pretty sure he didn't. Russell Brand, Revolution. Yeah, it's probably it. He just. He, yeah, that, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, that's a remix. Remix, find the original one. Here it is. Newsnet, Russell Brand talks revolutionary with Jerry pa with Jeremy Paxman. Which one? That one. Okay. Four. Is there no limit to the man's talents? He's now guest editor of the venerable like left-wing magazine, The New Statesman. He wants a revolution, he says. Russell Brand, who are you to edit a political magazine? Well, I just suppose like a person who's no, been politely asked by an attractive woman. I don't know what the typical criteria is. I don't know many people that edit political magazines. Boris, he used to do one, didn't he? So I'm a, a person with crazy hair, quite a good sense of humour, don't know much about politics, I'm ideal. But is it true you don't even vote? Yeah, no, I don't vote. Well, how do you have any authority to talk about politics then? Well, I don't uh, get my authority from this pre-existing paradigm which is quite narrow and only serves a few people. I look elsewhere for alternatives that might be of service to humanity. Alternate means, alternate political systems. Uh, they being? Well, I've not invented it yet, Jeremy. I had to do a magazine last week. I've had a lot on my plate. But I say, but here's the thing it shouldn't do. Shouldn't destroy the planet. Shouldn't create massive economic disparity. Shouldn't ignore the needs of the people. The burden of proof is on the people with the power, not people like doing a magazine. How do you imagine the people get power? Well, I imagine there are sort of hierarchical systems that have been preserved for, through they generations. They get by being voted in. Well, you That's say how that, Jeremy. You like can't it. even be asked to vote. It's quite a narrow, uh, quite a narrow prescriptive parameter that changes within the, uh, the... In a democracy, that's how it works. Well, I don't think it's working very well, Jeremy, given that the planet is being destroyed, given that there is economic disparity of a huge degree. What are you saying? There's no alternative. There's no alternative. No, I'm not saying system. that. I'm saying if you Brilliant. can't be asked to vote, why should we be asked to listen to your political point of view? You don't have to listen to my political point of view, but it's not uh, that I'm not voting out of apathy, I'm not voting out of absolute indifference and weariness and exhaustion from the lies, treachery, deceit of the political class that has been going on for generations now, and which has now reached fever pitch, where we have a disenfranchised, disillusioned, despondent underclass that are not being represented by that political system, so voting for it is tacit complicity with that system, and that's not something I'm offering up. Well, all right, and, and those those are sort of broad points that I definitely agree with. But if it's it's just another system of power that he wants to replace it with, I would hope not. Um, I do think you know, uh, not poisoning the planet. I do think that even in an anarchist society, people should be held accountable, not just with um, 
um, you know, through market of boycotting people who like, you know, you can't boycott TEPCO. You got to throw those people in jail and have them truly take their salaries and pay out, pay people to, you know, pay the go towards the bills that would pay to clean up, which is probably not anywhere near the cost of cleanup. But better that people actually be personally responsible. So even in a, even in an anarchist society, it's just uh, oh. it's just objective it's just objective principles of not using force on other people and pollution is force. So whether it's in a minarchist society or an anarchist society, you still are responsible for your actions. Uh, and and what he's saying about these political paradigms, and the news guy was like, well, there's it's in there for a reason. Like yeah, uh, well or or like well. If you don't vote, well, like he, the the guy obviously is he's the anchor here is from BBC. He should know that media, the information is what fools people into voting for the lesser of two evils, into voting for these people. Yeah, that, but he can't say that on the air. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Somebody is somebody from anything in the mainstream yeah. media, including the BBC, or is he really going to be like, yeah. well, you know, I mean, it's not that we can't talk about this, but yeah, we yeah. know it's kind of rigged a little bit. You so know? with ma- manufactured information, manufactured elections, with manufactured debates, and, and uh, uh, including all these candidates and including all these points of views... Uh, if if you don't allow a free flow of information, then you've got you, then. Uh, but I, but I definitely agree with everything Russell Brand's saying. I don't know what his solutions are. I would I would it's hope. It's kind they're... of like I, I I heard the whole thing and he um oops he um. It, it's a, it's a, it's kind of more of the same. What is I think the whole interview is like eight minutes, and it's it's more of the same. It kind of talks like, oh, we should have a revolution. Things are really screwed up, and democracy isn't working. And he keeps repeating that, but. The solution is simply just, ah, oh, well, uh, we should have a revolution. Well, to what? Well, um, you know, uh, we're polluting the planet. Agreed. Well, you know, there's all these power structures and, you know, these people are really greedy. Agreed. But how he, he never gives, like, a reason how to solve it, which kind of makes me think that the whole thing was just really about selling his magazine. Yeah. And he just had to come, he just, Russell Brand just had to be himself yeah. to sell a magazine. For and me, he's probably going to do it. It's really uh, badges don't grant extra rights, political titles don't grant extra rights. So as, uh, if we just get rid of all the people in power and just have new people that uh, assume extra rights to do things, it's not going to be the same. You have a right to def- defend against harm, and pollution is sur- sort of a harm that affects all of us. So we have a right to jail everybody from TEPCO, but that's based on object- uh, uh, objectivity. No matter whether whether it's a government or no government, uh, you cause harm to other people. You should be reprimanded, um, you know. But real harm, not not if you're just an entrepreneur and you grow a hemp plant and you haven't hurt anybody, but the government comes in and says you got to build a, this tall of a fence around it. Uh, that that's not. That's not an appropriate use of power. That's using force on a peaceful person. Well, um, let's, look, let's look at nuclear power. The only way anybody can build a nuclear power station, like and the only reason they, they can actually do it is because the government makes them immune from a, beyond a certain amount of liability. Yeah, it's liability cap laws. So they, they only have to pay uh, like a couple hundred million dollars in fines when the damages of Fukushima are probably... Oh, uh, let's see. What's the half life of a <laughs> of a of a three eyed fish? Uh, you um, know? I mean, oh no, just the isotopes. Unmeasurable amounts of damage. So they're a cool million dollars compared to poison planet for the rest of. That's that's government for you. That's letting these guys get off scot free. Um, I, I guess this is an opportune time to uh, 
paraphrase of Xander Spooner, uh, any gang of thieves that starts to call themselves at a legislature, they are at once a government. That's all it is, is for the most part, gang of thieves. Yep. And uh, we are just about out of time. We wish we could have brought you the anti-media radio with Nick Burnaby. Um, and we'll have to cut out all our, our haphazard technology fumbling over here in the podcast. Um, but check it out tomorrow. Free Thought AAC on iTunes and on the LRN.FM weekly podcast loop. Um, guest next week is Rosa Corey, author of Behind the Green Mask, UN Agenda 21 Exposed. Week after that. Malalai Joya, uh, Time Magazine, Top 200 Most Influential Women, actually deserves to be on there because Time Magazine is just as good as the Nobel Peace Prize. doesn't mean anything anymore, but she actually deserves it in her character, in her person, in her actions. She's a very inspiring individual. Check out her book, A Woman Among Warlords. Um, the guest for tonight was Foster Gamble of the movie Thrive. He's going to be at the United We Stand Fest May 10th, UCLA, with Public Enemy and the Wu-Tang Clan against the two-party system. I think Gary Johnson and Jill Stein are going to be there. Um, uh, yeah. Um, really we'll, looking forward to next week. That's going to be great. So just, uh, I got to I gotta make it up to Nick for having bad firewall stuff here. Um, just go to theantimedia.org, theantimedia.org, all one word. Go over there, read their articles, like the Facebook page of The Antimedia, and go to freethoughtmedia.org to like uh, the Free Thought Media Network and the uh, Facebook page there as well. So hopefully we have a live cast of the Anti Media Radio next week, and uh, you should buy him a cookie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wait, wait, uh, no, Dad. Instead, instead of playing his truth-telling radio show over our airways, we have us messing with technology and teaching people what a firewall is or what a, uh, VL, or a VLC open codec player is. Or a FEMA computer—is that yeah, the name we Obama called it? Trying yeah. to take it over. <laughs> it was the emergency broadcast system computer, if you actually want to know what we were talking about. But we've been calling it the yeah. FEMA computer. The AS machine. Uh, basically, if, uh, you know, uh, if Obama wants to take over this radio station, just have continuous emergencies saying, saying um, you know, the, the terrorists have taken over or whatever. And very comical that it actually started to print out something while we were live on the air. That was, that was great. Yeah. Don't cut it out, Alex. Leave it all, all right. in. Leave it all in. Well, over the air, it would have cut, it would have cut out. You would have heard. Meh, meh, oh, meh. right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right, recording right, right off the board. Um, but yeah, unfortunate, unfortunate that the last hour had to be so silly. Um, silly as in great. <laughs> and we played Creed <laughs> on top of all of that. Um, but it's. And made a drinking game out of it, kinda. Yeah. Kinda. Yep. Kinda. Who <laughs> uh, But I mean, it's just. Yeah, this doesn't add. This doesn't add anything to um, stress of last week, and then today finding out that a good friend of yours passed away. Uh, so again, big, big rest in peace to Steve Collette, and and uh, and and uh, big condolences to his family and and Sam and everybody that that knows him. You know, Gary Johnson and Jim Gray and. Um, you know, I, I I feel a little bit better. I mean, laughing's therapeutic. Yeah. You know, we had a good time. It kind of you know helps out. But it was kind of frustrating at the same time. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to get this show on his show on the air. Uh, Theantimedia.org. Again, I got to plug it just to make up for make up for it. So, KKSM After Hours is up right now.